Hello and welcome to Cutting Through the Bull in the Post-Truth Apocalypse. I'm Ben and as always I'm joined by Gaz. Hello. And Mike. Hello. Uh, we're continuing uh, V for Vendetta today, part two. We'll finish it off, uh, what goes on in the film, and then go through some Alan Moore stuff that he said, and then finish on some fucked up facts. But um, first we do our weird news. What we've managed to find across the internet this week. And what lunacy we found. What lunacy has been found. And um, yeah, this can take sort of, this is your first episode, I should say, and it may take 35, 40 minutes. Depends how quick we need a piss, really. Could take an hour, as like last episode, but we promise you it's all good fun. And if you really want to, you could just spin on to the uh, V for Vendetta bit. Yeah. But give us a go. This is free content, damn it. It's fucking free. Everything's free. <laughs> it's free for you, like, it's not free for us. Podcasting costs money. That's it. Yeah, no, I, have to, I have to buy beer and stuff. Yeah. I have to pay to host the bastard. But anyway. <laughs> Go on to the weird news. Yeah, let's do that. Weird news. I apologise if I zone out a bit today. I haven't had a joint all day, so this is going to be my first marijuana cigarette. So uh, you might lose me for the first 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I promise I'll try and join in. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, first bit of news. Prison riots erupted when inmates fought over whether to watch darts or football on TV. Well, I'm in the football camp. Fucking up. <laughs> the fact that they've got the choice of fucking spoiled bastards. Lags. Mm. I know what that means. It must be... It's slang it's for slang, um, inmates, yeah. Lags at HMP <laughs> shops in Lanarkshire. Attacked guards with pool cues. Who's giving prisoners pool cues? Over a row on whether to watch Darts Hero, Gary Anderson action, or the St Mirren Dundee United game. Oh, fuck me. I know you said you're in the football. And now um, you've said it's St yeah. Mirren Dundee, I'm yeah, going with the Darts say, side. Now we know which football match. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely Darts. Uh, six wow. guards are attacked with pool cues and other makeshift weapons. Who the f- it's a maximum security jail. Why are you giving them hitty things? Maximum security. Shouldn't the pool cues be made of rubber? Is it maximum mm-hmm. security? That's what it says there. Oh, yeah. It, it, maximum security. I mean, I'm guessing that means you, it's very hard to get things in and out, but if there's already things inside, such as pool cues, yeah. why, why don't you give them... I mean, I'm not a security expert. But why not give them plastic pool cues that can't be broken off in sharp ways and yeah. used as shivs? Yeah, exactly. Um... Why couldn't they have just wheeled another telly in? Uh, well, <laughs> they're probably not short of the odd TV, are this they? This all comes down to funding, Ben. <laughs> they can't afford two TVs, so they've got to have a riot if they want to change the channel. But some of them have got like a million pounds worth of cocaine in their cell. I mean, yeah. surely he could have just sold some coke and someone had to get a telly. Well, sports fans attack six guards during the fight. Wow. That's not all you want on your fucking day in work, though, is it? No, I think we touched on this. Last episode, possibly, your average, um, you know, prison service, they're not on much more than minimum wage. 
Do you know what I mean? They're not highly trained. Not well in the private prisons. They're probably not. Um, the the H the government ones used to be on a decent money, if I remember rightly. Certainly in the twenties, twenty third. But whether it's austerity. But whether they've had a pay rise since. I did know someone as a prison guard, and they were on mm. sort of in the twenty thousand mark, which was a lot of money yeah. at the time. I dare say they yeah. hasn't rise for a long time. No, so they've cut the numbers and cut the wages. Mm. Twenty thousand pounds is the average salary. Well, it was it was over twenty, but that was like five still, six years. Think ago. about it though. Twenty. I know people. People who can through overtime and things. I know machine operators in factories that are pulling in not much less than that. So to be in a life or death situation, yeah, uh, locked in, you know. Well, that's it. Thing I let you out, are we? Yeah, locked in with these people. I personally think they should be on more than police officers. Um, maybe they'd be inspired to do a bit better job. Maybe if you arm them. Maybe you've gave them more than a bit of pepper spray and a whistle. And I'm a just stick. guessing, but that's probably what they've got. They probably have a stick. And a notebook. Oh, I don't think they get a notebook. Well, Not as, policeman, guys. As, as they're being <laughs> shanked. I'm recording your prisoner <laughs> number, and, and then the t- oh, another shank, and the time, and the time this happened. Oh, my and, kidney. And, oh, and I will be reporting this to the, to the appropriate authorities. I'll get your parole here and take it off you, Sonny Jim. <laughs> oh, please come back with my spleen. I need that. <laughs> Fucking selling it, mate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we could do what the Dutch do. What's that? Rehabilitate them. Get them educate high. Educate them. Get them high. <laughs> um, oh, they're already they, high. They've got all that. The prisons are empty. They've actually import the Norwegians. I understand it in theory, but let's be realistic about this country. So you train a few thousand. You re-educate and retrain Low a level. few thousand lags. You know, oh, yeah. you give them uh, sort of bricklaying abilities or um, plumbing skills. Plumbing. They then leave the prison. Where's the fucking yeah. jobs? Nah, what do they do then? They get, they, they guarantee them jobs. The well, government can't guarantee the gov- non-prisoners jobs. The, well, the government can. Mm. The government can guarantee anybody jobs. Well, they I mean, could employ the 70s, them. Yeah. Our political landscape was full employment. Unemployment was 0.5% in the 70s. Well, they had all them riots in the 70s. And well, that was because of inflation. Yeah. There was a problem with inflation. The because all the, all the jobs, because there was so many jobs, inflation went up. Yeah, so it was a... They couldn't control it, and that's when Maggie Thatcher got in, you see. Bit of a crisis. Oh, put a, put a Tory in. Yeah. And then she came in. Well, to back to the story, my point would be, I guess, it's that's a shit day at work. Yeah. You know, whether you're on 20 grand or 18 grand. Yeah. You know, an argument that you can't really... There's nothing you can really do as the security guard about this argument. Guys, you're going to have to sort this... Yeah, you know, out. You have to make a decision. I just said, well, let's get another telly. That would mm. be my solution yeah. to it. Well, if this was an American style, if, you know, you'd fire your pistol at the fucking ceiling in the prison. You'd be like, no one gets the fucking TV today because you've rioted. Back to your cells, kneecap a couple. <laughs> as an uh, example. As an example. The yes. ringleaders, maybe. Possibly execute one of them. If you can get away with it. Yeah. Um, you know, and just come down with some brutal iron fist justice in an ideal world um, <laughs> wouldn't that turn into V for Vendetta <laughs> where does it stop yeah we, did you end up with just a lot of killed detention centre at that point and it's not just the prisoners you're it's their executing. fault it's their it's fault the, I would the tie up the ringleader and throw darts at his testicles <laughs> and then allow other prisoners to take penalty kicks with a 
with an overinflated football at his testicles. One of those old leather ones from the 20s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the ones that used to give you really a concussion every time you headed it. Oh, the worst was, never mind the heavy ones, when you play as a kid and someone had a ball where all the leather had scuffed off. Yeah. You know, a hexagon with the hexagons on it. Or the lever had, uh, or fake lever had scuffed off and it was just the roughest surface on it, rougher than any kind of sandpaper. Yeah. You didn't want that ball glancing your cheek or something. Oh, fuck Do you know what I mean? No. Like, you go to head and, and it gets you in the eye instead. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Just retaining like <laughs> half a stone of water. <laughs> they were the worst footballers. Yeah, and I used to play in goals. Imagine catching that in the face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, this sucks. There's a, there's a lot to unpack in this story because it sort of shows. I know there would be some probably more conservative people would say, "Well, why have they got a bloody TV to argue over in the first place?" I'm, I'm pretty whatever um, service they're watching it on. Pretty Sky. Yeah. You don't get yeah. uh, Scottish Premiership games on on normal telly. Even if it's a shit league. Well, Scotland's different, isn't it? True. You might. It might have been on the BBC. Because the dart, well, darts is on Sky and oh, normal television, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know them, but either way, they've got Sky. Let's say, for argument's sake, they've got Sky. Yeah, you'd be there going. Do you really want to watch Saint Mirren versus Dundee? Mm. Is that the game you want? But a lot oh. of people can't conceive of watching darts, can they? I don't mind watching a bit of darts because my parents always. I, did, I've but, watched it in the past. I don't know. Uh, I'll watch it if I'm mm. drinking. Yeah. They're not drinking. Unless they've got some prison moonshine or some toilet wine on the go. Mm. Well, mind you, they've got a lot of coke. Yeah, <laughs> probably why they were so hyped up and right. Yeah. What does it say? A Scottish prison service spokeswoman said, we are able to confirm <laughs> that an incident happened on December 29th. Well, thank you. That Wow, what mm. a quote. Yeah. She added, no guards needed hospital treatment for any serious injuries. Oh, oh okay. Well, there you so go. No, no shanking. It's a bit of a... Bit of a Largy friendly bar. riot in it. They're Largy all mates Largy. after. They're, they're all mates after. They all yeah. shook hands. Handbags at, you know, 10 paces. I don't mean that if any prisoners are listening. <laughs> I know you're hard. Um, well, not necessarily. Well, they're Scottish and they're in a Scottish prison. They're harder, <laughs> they're harder yeah. than me, Ben. That's true, yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. And you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And all of us put together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know, I can three of us could take down a Scottish prisoner. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> We've got pool cues. No. No, no. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I've got a fucking poet and a pacifist on my side here, so it ain't going so well, is it? <laughs> Not really. No. What are you going to do when we go to Russia? Well, conscientious objector, my friend. Try a bit of womanising, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> you can go and fight as many Russians as you want. I will be... Uh, yeah, no, I'm going to stop that before, <laughs> before I continue. Right, moving still, on. Moving on. No human fouling. Why one town has been forced to put up ridiculous signs on its bus stop. Oh, is this Telford? Gloucestershire. Uh, <laughs> uh. Council buses had to put up the signs after finding human excrement in bus stops in Gloucestershire. Oh. Well, people get desperate, you know. Buses, obviously, the buses... Uh. Oh, man, the sign's fantastic, by the way, if you can go and find this. It's uh, just a squatting man having, literally in the process of having a shit... Well, you can see the shit falling from his backside <laughs> as he squats, and there's like a little sort of circle with a line through it. No human failing, fantastic. I think there's a darker um, underbelly to this story. The bus service is crap. <laughs> um, if this happened once or twice, I think maybe a drunk person on the way home. If it's happening to the point where it requires a sign, um, I'm going to guess there's some people who have nowhere else to shit, i.e. homeless people, 
Um, or some kind of sexual deviant and he just gets him off shitting in bus stops. How many or times could he do it? Disgruntled, um, disgruntled customer. customer. But to do it enough times to warrant a sign, I'm guessing this <laughs> is like. I mean, how many times warrants a sign? Does it say? Well, I don't know. I mean, plenty of dog shit about it. There's loads of signs up for that. There's a lot of dogs doing a lot of shits. Do you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. a human. I've seen now. <laughs> this might sound like a strange sentence to come out with, but. I've seen quite a few human shits. <laughs> Onto a glass table as you lay underneath it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. I didn't have as the films would come back to haunt you guys. He was young. Yeah. <laughs> Needed the money. Impressionable. I'm an open-minded guy. Uh, no, I, I'm a professional driver. I go to a lot of lay-bys. I usually piss in them. Some people choose to eat their sandwiches in them. Unlucky. Um... <laughs> And you know when you see a human poo. You know it's not a dog poo. It's quite alarming. Oh, man, um, trucker poo? Oh, I bet that's not solid. <laughs> one good thing I can say about the truckers, though, is that when you do notice the human poo, you will usually also notice a large pile of paper where they've, you know, they've cleaned up. They've cleaned themselves <laughs> they, up. Yeah, they didn't clean the lay-by. But my point is, you know it's not a fucking dog shit. You know the fucking difference. Uh, there's something instinctual. Like... Mm, that came from a man. <laughs> so finding them. Mm, that came from. Darling, getting taser. Forty year old man. Oh, last pe- last meal was peanuts. It's a bit nutty. I bet. You, I bet if you did taste them, though, you'd be able to tell a Polish trucker from an English trucker. And that's a racial thing against us because the Polish man is probably having a decent, well-balanced diet and a lot of protein, you know, for his workouts. Whereas the English trucker survives off <laughs> fried egg, fried and egg sandwiches. <laughs> hey, that's a Clarkson. Drink. <laughs> and can Energy drinks. <laughs> I uh, had a phone call from our compactor room at work a few weeks ago, and um, they said there was a strange smell coming from the cardboard compactor. Can you come and clean your mess up? Then, you <laughs> <laughs> so I went down there, and the, the ram was forward. Uh, that looks like shit on the front of that ram. And it was some truck who took a shit in a bag and thrown it in one of the cardboard bins and they loaded it in and there was all shit everywhere inside oh, it. He tried a, to get rid of it. He should have put it in the appropriate bin. Well, <laughs> it wasn't a say, human waste bin, but the general waste bin would have been a good start. Look, I'm not judging. I spent, I've never had to be... I've never been caught short in that way yet. Uh, it, there's potential for it. But my dad's a trucker and he gave me an amazing piece of advice. Because I asked him about this, so I was like... You know, sometimes you are. It's a horrible feeling being on the road oh. and needing to turd immediately. Yeah, I and bet, I was yeah. Talking about public toilets, my dad was like, "There's literally thousands of public toilets everywhere," and I was like, "There ain't." And he's like, "There is. They've got big yellow M's on the top of them." <laughs> I was like, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "I don't eat McDonald's, you know. I don't. But I fucking shit in McDonald's." <laughs> like, oh. like, How do you do it? You just walk in. <laughs> you just go in. Don't make eye contact. Walk in like it's every right of yours in the world to go and use those toilets and nobody will bother you. I was like, eh. And since then, yeah, I, t- big supermarket to my favourite because they tend to be a lot cleaner. They've got full time Although the McDonald's stuff. ones aren't bad. They're not bad, bad not bad. But right. Tesco's, a big Tesco's, you're guaranteed to find a nice clean toilet store. And that, listener, is a pro tip. <laughs> if you're on the road and you need to shit, just find yourself a Tesco's or a McDonald's. Unless uh, Ben has been there after five days at Reading. That's true. Wow. And well, I, was... I didn't shit for five days because the portaloos were so bad. 
So yeah. I went to um, McDonald's and when we got back and mm. literally just dropped my load in there. It's like giving birth to a walking stick. Fair, but ain't you back at the toilet as well? No. <laughs> That's an urban legend. I told this story on here before, but I, I'm not bothered by that sort of thing. I've, well, I, I did five years at the festival, so I became immune. I once went into a cubicle where, I have to try and remember it right, if I remember it, the toilet was already blocked, so somebody had then been sick, and you could clearly see it was quite oh. solid sick, on top of the blockage. It was coming up above the level of the oh. seat. Somebody else was then that desperate that they had shit on top of the puke mountain, oh. which was on top of the blockage. Still not the worst thing I saw at Glastonbury. At Glastonbury, I also saw a syringe floating in a toilet. That's the worst thing I've seen so far. That put me off more than any shit. <laughs> and I was like, somebody did a medical, uh, I'm trying to think of the word, procedure. But that's what giving yourself an injection is. I don't oh, care yeah. if it's heroin or insulin. You are fucking using needles and finding veins and that. In here? <laughs> in the most unsanitary place known to man, a festival toilet. Ooh. And it yeah. changed my view of Glastonbury because you like to think of Glastonbury as all hippie and acid and LSD. And like, ah, they're still junkies using needles. Yeah. Fuck them. But yeah, that's an shit been to look, isn't it? Could have been. Maybe. But I doubt it. <laughs> I'd have rather done that in a field or at the first aid tent. Yeah, because you wouldn't have had to hide that. If it was yeah. insulin, you just do it out in the open. I just, well, I, you know, just, just yeah, in case I did do it in the open, someone said, oh my God, what are you injecting? I just got the first day tent and said, do you mind if I do my insulin yeah. here or something and you, like that? And you'd know it was insulin because they wouldn't have a belt wrapped around the That's top it. portion. And they'd they also have in teeth. Their teeth uh, in their, well, their gums. Yeah. <laughs> well, their friend frantically <laughs> slapped their forearm yeah. looking for a vein. Yeah. yeah. There is that bit of a giveaway. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I always upgrade to the VIP area nowadays because it's just better quality of toilet. I don't care. £114 for four days of better toilets. I'll it's take it. It's well experience. worth it. Don't care. Well worth it. And I subscribe to the fact that, um, like, if you hide yourself, I'm not saying you should eat shit and smother it on your gums, but like, it's being exposed to bacteria helps you combat bacteria. It does. It gives you a strong, healthy immune system. Those five years I spent at festivals, um, I think, have given me a pretty good resistance to that sort of thing, <laughs> which is why I'm able to eat so much shit, as we discussed earlier, <laughs> in laybys left by truckers. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, truckers. <laughs> we know just like to say for the record I do not sniff eat taste <laughs> lick <laughs> touch in any way Masturbate anybody over. else's shit no sometimes rub it on my nutsack but that is it <laughs> it's very healthy moving on yeah, oh, sorry did they explain in the story uh, sort of do they have a theory as they, to why they thought it was homeless people oh, there you go or people caught short bloody hell some elderly bloke just caught short all the time mm-hmm. you know but apparently it's finished now, the, the speed of shitting. Oh, well, that sign's obviously worth it, hasn't it? Yeah. Never underestimate the power of a sign in Britain. No. Or anywhere, really, I suppose. A very quick factoid on signs. I'm sure I've said this before, probably, but I love this fact. You know, in, the, uh, in city centres all over the world, subway stations, things, there'll be some sort of sign that says, beware, 
pickpockets operate in these areas. Yeah. Do you know what? Nine out of ten people, I don't know the statistic, but your average person's natural psychological reaction to seeing that sign is to pat their wallet or something. Yeah. Just because you've read pickpockets operate, you, you pat the you? thing. So yeah. guess what? Pickpockets operate near those fucking signs. They oh. literally stand by those signs, watch everyone looking at it and re giving themselves a reassuring pat. And then you know, you're literally telling them where your wallet is, which pocket's in. So like, oh fuck. Yeah. So try and remember when you see those signs, just mentally think, my wallet is still there. Don't like pat it because it'll be gone. You know, the problem with that is like a physical thing adding to a mental reassurance, isn't it? So mm. you do it by instinct because it makes yeah, you feel better. Definitely. And then you lose your wallet. And then you Man, lose your wallet I would for hate real. Pick, but that would got to be one of the worst things that can happen to you. Well, I think well you know what I mean. I wouldn't fancy being uh, everything's uh, I'm, I'm sure somebody's slowly peeling you head to fucking toe with a razor blade, rolling you in salt, and then raping your mum in front of you would be worse. But you know what I fucking mean? <laughs> the fucking phrase, you cunts. Let's do all the pickpockets. Shut up or I'll shit in your buster. <laughs> you don't know which one it is. <laughs> the cleaning of the corpse ceremony sees remote tribes take pictures with long dead relatives. Oh yes, I'm aware of that. They put a pair of sunglasses on that corpse. Looks like Kim Jong-un. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, you're supposed to dress them up in their best clubber as well, aren't you, and that sort of thing. Where's this Arjun... No, where is it? Indonesia. Indonesia. That's it. In Toja, Toja, in the South Su Sulawesi region of Indonesia, maybe. It's in Indonesia. The Tarajan people dig up their dead relatives every three years, groom them, and dress them in fashionable new clothes. Are they just putting sunglasses on a dead body? It's like weekend at fucking Burnies. Yeah, it is. Well, look, he's got his. Scroll up just a sec, mate. They've got his, his favourite glasses, his, his, his phone. phone, his driving licence. You know, he's off out, man. He's he's on a night out. He's pretty dolled up as well. He's still got hair. He's got a necktie under his um under his shirt. He's uh, yeah. got a huge underbite. I'm, impre <laughs> I'm, I'm impressed with how much hair yeah, he's still got. Yeah. There's a lot of living people who... Do they've combed his hair? Well, comb the bacteria well, and rotten well, flesh out they of might, it. Might, they've dressed him up because they've combed his hair. <laughs> they could have put a clean shirt on the fucking dead Wow. Maybe that seeped through after. Yeah, oh, probably. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I mean, they're not, you know, they're not going to be the most sturdy of... What's the point of this ritual, Mike? Let's have a look. They're all closet necrophiliacs. It didn't mention fucking the relatives, man. <laughs> you added that bit. <laughs> <laughs> dead relatives <laughs> and hence the necrophiliac that'd just be incest otherwise <laughs> um, in a series of incredible pictures the tribes people take pictures with their dead bodies of their relatives many who died years earlier wearing sunglasses next to mobile phones and even smoking cigarettes you'd be pissed off if you died of lung cancer and your relatives kept giving you cigarettes after you're dead wouldn't you the piss, it is, it is. <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> The Marnin Festival, which translates as cleaning of the corpse ceremony, has been carried out for centuries by the Tarajan, who believe that spirits will reward them for taking care of the dead. Great. The creepy tradition dates back to when an animal hunter named Hong Rumasek found a corpse abandoned in the mountains under a tree. 
Hang on, let's look at that bo dead body a second. Is he wearing an SS uniform? <laughs> it's oh, this looks like some. It's military, yeah. Isn't it? Oh, yeah, I didn't see the hat. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. military. Yeah, it looks like yeah. a US Air Force kind of thing going on. Did this country have an air force? They must have been. Indonesia. He must have I been a soldier. He's I definitely mean, wearing a flying jacket and sunglasses. Well, there's a photo of him back in when he was alive. Yeah. To the left of Let's him. see if there's a caption to that, because that could be someone who isn't Indonesian, especially. He's Claudio... Oh, no, that's the copyright owner of the images. Yeah. Or is that his name? Claudio Cyber, then forward slash Barcroft Images. No, so the dude who took it and who for, I think. Yeah. Pong Rumasek. Pong Rumasek. Dressed the body in his own clothes and gave him a proper burial, and then was apparently blessed with good fortune. Well, like finding some more clothes. Because yeah. he's strutting around nude at that point, isn't he? <laughs> Wow. Good point. <laughs> well, I'm just glad I don't live there. A funeral ceremony is extremely important to the Tarajan and are often held weeks, months, or even years after a loved one's death to give the relatives enough time to raise the money. Funeral costs are high. If you can wait a few years, save up for it. Yeah, especially if you've got to, you know, take them out and then bury them again. Mm -hmm. I buy them a new outfit every year for a start. I bet this is a very smelly festival. Yeah. And also quite, I mean, I know everyone deals with things differently, but I'd find it quite traumatising to me, looking on the remains of my loved one. I mean, I look, that well, guy looked like he was cleaning his wife. Is that a dead baby? That is a dead baby, and she's holding that it. That is creepy to fuck. The photograph we're looking at, guys, please Google the name of this festival. Um, there's so a bunch of living people, all smiling, happy, looking completely normal and happy, like it's the most normal thing in the world, to be stood next to... A decomposing... Two decomposing corpses. Corpses, dressed in clothes, posed, hands across their front like they're just... What? Basically, they've got Nan and Grandad's decomposing yeah. bodies in the picture, and one of them is holding a, a decomposed baby, and she is smiling, she's quite pretty. Is that her dead baby? How could... Jesus Christ. That's Every three years you dig up your dead baby. I mean, losing a child is... I don't know, it hasn't happened to me. It's supposed to be one of the most traumatic things anybody can go through. Yeah. But there she is, beaming. She's the happiest one in the picture. Maybe Definitely. she feels closer to them. Maybe they don't feel like they're really gone if they're taking Maybe that's care of it, everybody. But I don't know. I mean, it's, it's what they're brought up with, isn't it? And if you immerse them in that from, the, from mm. when they're very young, I mean, it's just normal, isn't it? Yeah. But it does, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a creepy one. I mean, they're lighting fags for him and putting sunglasses on him and leaving him He loved phone. a cigarette, Ben. He loved a cigarette. Loved a cigarette. Even, even that, that's what they... You know, they killed him, but he loved him. Yeah. Oh, man. I've always found that funny. You know, like at a wake, you know, you, you, a dear old friend passes away from, and, you, and you go to the wake and then everyone's having a good old drink. Yeah. The dear old Bob. And you're like, what, what, what did Bob die of in the end? Oh, uh, liver sclerosis, you know. Yeah. Uh, complications from alcoholism. Oh, bless him. Down the hatch. Yeah. You know, if I die from a fucking heroin overdose, <laughs> you're not all going to sit round passing out true. fresh needles. Free, yeah. free heroin. Passing out free needles singing Golden Brown. Yeah. Yeah, Shelley, he loved that fucking song. <laughs> it was his favourite. Like Mexican waves, people just slumped. <laughs> <laughs> it was his favourite smacking up song. <laughs> Loved a bit of skag. <laughs> oh, man. The hypocrisy of how we treat alcohol, though. I might have had this rant before, but it's so... Yeah. You're on the piss. You cannot speak anymore. You can't walk. You're a fucking mess. And you want to go home. You state the fact that you want to go home. And your, quote, friends 
we'll all be like, no, just stay, you'll be all right, one more, just stay, yeah. we're all staying, come on, just have another one. If I was just on the verge of the OD of the smack, <laughs> you wouldn't all be like, ping, getting the needles ready. <laughs> yeah. like, no, come on, lad, you'll be all right. Have a little one. Have another one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make sure you get home. <laughs> But alcohol, we're like, fuck it. <laughs> but the same thing, yeah. you could still die from it, but our attitude to it, we're just like, ah, it's all right. Yeah. They sell it in the shops, it must be safe. <laughs> <laughs> Especially you, in you the UK. It's relatively harmless. Oh, Oh, no. Well, relatively hard is physically. Don't you touch that cannabis. You know. That'll fuck you right up, mate. <laughs> yeah. Schizophrenia, you know I mean? that will. I, I once had a fist fight with a lamppost because of alcohol. <laughs> Did the lamppost win? Oh, oh, it kicked the fuck out of me. Yeah, it definitely won in the first round as well. But my, my point is... <laughs> you can't die from cannabis, that's my point. Cannabis is amazing. It's what did Bob Marley die of? Yeah. Lung cancer. From the tobacco. No, right? no, he died because he refused a blood transfusion because of his Rastafari He's saying how hey, you get the lung cancer though. Oh. That's tobacco. Well, tobacco, cigarettes smoking well. weed, cannabis, yeah. I, I didn't think cannabis caused lung cancer. Well, it's just if you smoke it with tobacco. Um, with tobacco. You don't have to smoke it with tobacco. I'm pretty sure in Jamaica they don't smoke spliffs. Spliffs is tobacco and weed together, mm. and that's a very European thing. Oh, yeah. uh, the yeah. Americans definitely don't do it. They I used to go pure green, then. Yeah. There's many different reasons. Economical, price, there's an abundance of it, even before it was legal. But anyway, I lived with an American in my first year of uni, Shout out to Chris Abbott. I don't know if you listen. He might, because we're friends on Facebook. Anyway, first time he saw someone make a spliff, and he saw me putting it, he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> I was like, a uh, spliff? And he's really confused by it, and he's like, this is like putting water in your beer. Or like, like, why would you do that? And I was trying to explain it. Like, well, this shit's expensive. Yeah, yeah makes it go It's just the it. way I was taught to do it. Um, and he's like, but you, you're addicted to cigarettes at the same time. I'm like, I, I, I guess, I don't know. And then everyone I know in Italy and Poland smoke spliffs like we do. So uh, it's a very European thing, the spliff. They smoke blunts, which is apparently no tobacco. That's a blunt. doesn't yeah. have to be a brown leaf wrap thing. It's just pure. And the way they... We skin up in this quite refined, nice kind of way. An American would just... Get, and their Rizzlers are wider that way um, in width and shorter in length. Gotcha. And they just dump it in the middle, fold it over in a really haphazard way, no roach, and it's just like a little tampon, it's so messy, and they're like... That's how they smoke, man. Um, Savages. Yeah. Yeah. But there's no tobacco in it. And do you know, one of the... They used to do this thing called the Smoke Pure campaign, which said that one of the things they use against the legalisation argument in the UK is the fact that it's smoked... Uh, with tobacco and obviously tobacco is not good no uh, that's apparently one of the things they use against the legalised argument so um, yeah smoke pure but if I could afford to mm. yeah God, lower, the prices. To. <laughs> lower the prices damn yeah. it Jesus it just it's just not economically viable in this country unless you'd have to be loaded to smoke fucking pure you'd have to be loaded or growing yeah. your own yeah but yeah I don't know how the fuck we got there lads what were we on about yeah. <laughs> Oh shit, yeah, the fucking Corpse Festival. <laughs> <laughs> More Corpse Festivals, that's yeah. what I'm going for. No, I think this is horrific and it should be banned. <laughs> and I'd like to know if the the hygienic hygienic issue, is there a 
There's got to be. Obviously. They, they, they do say that most of them wear... Surgical masks. Yeah, surgical masks when they're preparing them. I should hope so. Um, you go and wash your hands after all, wouldn't you? Yeah, oh. this is the same place, it says uh, underneath, that they sacrifice live chickens to appease their volcano god. Well, that is sensible. Oh, for fuck's sake. And they used to sacrifice children. Sensible? Wow. Well, I think we could go there and be worshipped as, as some sort of... Kings. Oh, like that man who would be king, the film. Well, can't we go yeah. there with our, with our f- new fancied ideas, you know, and our, like, magic tricks? Or would we end Could up, we like, as devils over a fire? <laughs> yeah. 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 Over volcano? A, would we end up over a cauldron? Jumped <laughs> into the volcano alive? <laughs> yeah. This will appease the gods. He's the size of 12 chickens. <laughs> 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 and his meat... Is white like the chicken. Yay! <laughs> we came to help and to rule you. <laughs> oh man! One day I'll get that thrown in schools. One day. <laughs> yeah, but they'll be wearing shades and smoking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How cool would that be if all the schools on the throne had cigarettes in their mouths and all just pairs of sunglasses on? <laughs> like a Guns and Roses album. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> It'd be fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the jungle. Oh, we are in Indonesia. A lot of jungle. Well, well there was. Nice to be They chopped it down to make palm oil. Well, alright, Mr. Green Down. <laughs> we'll replant it when we're in charge. Won't be a problem. Yeah, we're probably still going to let people cut it down for money, aren't we? Let's be honest. Oh, we'll just go back. Yeah. I'll be a king, I won't give a fuck. <laughs> Oh great, you just turned into an autocrat immediately. <laughs> it's my divine right to rule! Shoot him! Take him away. Yeah, you fucking Ming the fucking Merciless all of a sudden. Yep. Throw him into the volcano! <laughs> on a Sunday afternoon throw people into a volcano it certainly would but um what do you think of this is this nice and cute or is this fucking horrific whatever they want to do it ain't affecting me I'm the same I mean if you want it's it's stupid isn't it I mean it's it's stupid compared to us I mean they might think our rituals are daft well there we go exactly but they you know it's a bit weird not hurting anybody I suppose no unless you catch some horrible disease off your decaying granddad. I mean, what if there's a, I tell you, what if there's like a, a cholera epidemic and they bury them all mm. and then they're digging them up every year? Yeah, that's not good. No, that's not good, <laughs> is it? Because cholera stays in the ground for years. Yeah. They had to evacuate that place in Birmingham when they, they rebuilt the ball rings, they had a cholera grave. Oh, Christ. Well, yeah, I, I don't know. I personally might, this might sound a bit colonial <laughs> but I think so somebody... alright Boris <laughs> are you going to say that we should start reciting Kipling's road to something or other yes right in their fucking faces no but I do think somebody should maybe go in and I, don't know, I know this isn't an age old tradition but maybe just do a bit of dead body education a bit like you know introduce hand washing stations Oh, yeah. yeah. That, well, that, that goes without saying, yeah. I mean, I mean, fuck's sake, I was at the exotic zoo today and there was hand-washed stations everywhere, you know. No, nothing was dead. I don't understand why all of a sudden we have to have hand-washed stations. We managed to... Uh, we grew up in the 80s. We never had hand-washed stations. Uh, people yeah, we didn't have super enough. bacteria that's resistant yeah. to antibiotics. Yeah. Just because just gas has got super gonorrhea. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> we know you were the man in that article last time. Well, you know. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> I went to Japan and I came back with super gonorrhea. And had a super good time getting it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would have to. In order to catch it, I had to give her a super orgasm. You didn't no. read that part. Of the story, <laughs> no, we didn't. So it's actually a badge of honour. No. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> Sorry if you're listening, darling. No, no, no. <laughs> Should we move on? No, uh, yes, please. I should also point out that Gals doesn't really have super gonorrhea. Just normal, bug standard gonorrhea. <laughs> uh, nothing, of course, of antibiotics won't clear up. New story? Okay. <laughs> B&M is hiring a chicken nugget connoisseur. Ooh. But there are some odd requirements. Do you explain B&M is a, a high street chain in the UK. It's bargain something, isn't bargain it? Bargain and something. Yeah. Um, my favourite thing is in Wales it's called B&M Bargainian. Ooh. Yeah. Because they, they won't understand if it says bargain. <laughs> it's in North Wales. They, so, do, they do like their so, Welsh. Uh, in an online ad, the company claims it's looking to expand its frozen food range <laughs> and needs people to help test out the new range. The Merseyside-based opportunity simply involves eating the products and giving feedback to company bosses. Ah. And there's a job advert. Okay, what are you these need, unusual you need requirements? Six. So, getting the 20 share box of nuggets from McDonald's and keeping them all for yourself. Oh, everyone's yeah. done that. Being the first in the office kitchen whenever someone says there's cake. That time you tripped and fell at a buffet and saved the plate before yourself. <laughs> Yeah, that's just that's just Hang preservation. On. Before you read the next few out, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that in this politically correct world that we live in, this is their roundabout <laughs> way of saying we want a fat bastard. <laughs> <laughs> greedy bastard. <laughs> they kind of go hand in hand, don't yeah. they? Greedy fat bastard. They do, they do. So I mean if you save the plate before you save yourself, I'd do that for a pint. Maybe. I have done that. <laughs> you know. We've all done that. I've done it for a plate. I think the other thing just you know just like oh and try and get you try and because it looks cool, doesn't it? If you spill the food everywhere, you're a dick. You save the plate. You're a hero. If it was between the plate and my face hitting the concrete, though, plate's going. Well, yeah, yeah. I don't care whose wedding it is. But okay, sorry, I interrupted the list. So, what's, um, what's next? Uh, the next one: going to an event or party because of his free food. You value the importance of a fish finger sandwich in life. Do you like a I, fish finger sandwich? I yeah. fucking love fish finger and ketchup sandwich. Yeah. 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 Boom. It's also nice with toast and baked beans. Ooh, yes. Yeah. Fish fingers, they're a curiously British thing, I think. Yeah. Is it never understood why Captain Bird's eyes was on that boat with all them kids in the middle of nowhere? Well, he's clearly kidnapped them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but why are we celebrating that? I don't know, it's the fishy fingers. <laughs> oh! Oh! <laughs> Where do you want muck child abuse, Mike? <laughs> I like a good chicken finger, Michelle. Yeah, I don't mind a chicken finger. I like a Bernard Matthews turkey dinosaur, myself. Yeah, but I've seen that Jamie Oliver thing. I still Turkey Twizzlers. Yeah, still didn't put me off there. <laughs> you ever seen it when he shows you what's in one? That was quite a funny moment with all the kids. Yeah, right? yeah well, we still want that. They still have Yeah. <laughs> they're nice. Yeah. And, um, oh man. It's because they're shaped like dinosaurs. Spam all... fritter. That's what I like. That's, that's... Mm. Spam. Sorry, spam. a bit of spam. Yeah. yeah. You can get ones in breadcrumbs or batter as well. They're really nice. Battered Mars bars. I've never had a battered Mars bar. in Wales. Yeah. Oddly enough. Is it worth it? I'm one in Scotland, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Very much worth, worth it. Lovely. Fantastic. 
should try them. Um, and the final one, I will. No, actually, if I had a deep fryer, I'd certainly try it. <laughs> Apparently, you can deep fry cream egg as well. Yes. Um, the last one, sorry, before we, we, we delve off onto what we can deep fry. Uh, <laughs> I need my pizza. <laughs> you can conduct a PowerPoint presentation on the reason behind curly fries being nicer than chips. See, I don't think curly fries are nicer than I chips. I do, I like them. I must admit. Hang on, this I'm nothing against them. It's a seasoning on them. It's like a yeah, sort of fry seasoning. Yeah. Yeah. But what, have you read... This job, it's not like a highly paid, um, no, you know. No. It, it, the next line of the article is, the successful candidate will be given £25 vouchers every month to spend on fresh and frozen food in the store. Yeah, but in B&M, that's stocking up your fucking freezer for the month, that is 25 no quid. I'm not going to be able to quit my day job. Well, you're getting the, chicken get in the free food on top, I assume. Yeah, yeah. I guess. It's still, you know... They make it out like they're they're hiring, mm. you know, like you know, it's a chicken be nugget wage. fucking tester. Yeah, it's not like, really a full time occupation. Yeah, exactly. Well, it could be, but you're, not, you're gonna end up really diabetic and overweight. Just eating chicken nuggets for eight and hours a day, which are full of sugar and salt. <laughs> and you're gonna see this fat. advertised again in six months. After all, of, <laughs> all, the, all the candidates died. <laughs> we don't know how it happened. Massive heart attacks. <laughs> Oh, man. Or they start behaving like chickens. Yeah, they actually eat so much of that stuff, it transmutes their yeah, DNA somehow. Be a lot of chicken DNA left in it. In a B&M nugget. Yeah. I wouldn't fancy it myself, I must admit. There's certain places I buy food from. Mm. B&M's not really one of the, somewhere I go into a, a shop. No, put beer in there. Oh, they sell a dated stock quite cheap. <laughs> you can tell you're already employed. <laughs> I'm fishing around the B. I've been fishing around the B and M bargain bucket. I've been the past tins of soup for ten p. Can't not. So only that a date. <laughs> there's a reason it's a date. Yeah, best before. There's, yeah, there's, there's a difference between the sell by yeah. date and the use by date. There yeah. is the sell by date's just a turnaround. Actually, thing. a can doesn't really go a date, does it? Not for years. I mean, it'd have to be on, literally on the shelf. And... Beer does have a... Yeah, but a can of food. Oh, I mean... sorry. It's when you say can, my mind instantly went to beer and I'm now looking <laughs> at my cans. They do have sell-by dates, don't they? Oh, best before end, see, see end. Yeah, it just means that after that date, their quality goes down. Mm. As time progresses, that's all it means. I've only got enough. a year to drink this can. Oh, less than a year now. It goes out of date in January. January. Oh, man, you better get on it. <laughs> But drink all of them. They're going by twelve in the way. <laughs> so yeah, if you fancy a job testing chicken nuggets out, you know you might get diabetes and become massively overweight. But hey, you'll get twenty-five quid worth a month of uh, B and M's frozen food. Apply to B and M. Bless him. Yeah. Okay. One yeah. more. One more. What a job. Scientists have created programmable shape-shifting liquid metal. Yep, and that's just a T1000, <laughs> so there we go. Or, isn't that what we got for Oswell? Quite possibly. Who knows? You know, that mysterious foil that crinkled up and sprung back into the same shape immediately. Mm. What I will ask whoever's invented this to promise me is that you're not going to then attach this to fucking Sophia. Or Hans. Or fucking Hans, yeah. Don't somehow, for the next one, we have... Remember that liquid metal we told you about? Well, we've just figured out that we can... Inject we'll Hans's consciousness using a hypodermic needle into the centre of the liquid. Let's see what happens. Yeah. 
Didn't that used to be a fast show sketch? Uh, let's see what happens. Those two scientists, they'd be like, we oh. sell a tape to cardboard tube to a fire extinguisher. Oh, yeah. Trust me. Possibly. I know what I'm on about. Let's see what happens. So, yeah, come on then. What's it doing? Researchers <laughs> at the <laughs> University of Sussex and Swansea University have applied electrical charges to manipulate liquid metal into 2D shapes such as letters and a heart. The team say the findings represent an extremely promising new class of materials that can be programmed to seamlessly change shape. This opens up new possibilities in soft robotics and shape-changing displays, the research Oh, say. good. So before you know it, you've got T-1000s trotting about, skewering us all with knife hands. Simple shapes, knives and other stabbing weapons. <laughs> Well, the invention might bring to mind the film Terminator 2. <laughs> yeah. Just a bit. Yeah, just... It's a villain more so of a pool of liquid metal. The creation of 3D shapes is still some way off, so we're okay for a bit. I think calling him a villain is slightly harsh. He's not a villain, he's just programmed that way. A polymetal alloy. That's it. What the hell does that mean? Liquid metal. Oh, well. It's I don't a, care if it's a few... This is... Everything starts somewhere. Yeah. And... The, Electrifying a little pool of liquid to make a cute little heart shape one day leads to something that is pretending to be your stepmom who then turns its arm into a knife and uh, stabs your stepdad while he's drinking some milk. Yeah, through a <laughs> carton of milk and through his fucking brain. Yeah. Wow. Impaling him to the fridge behind him. Why do they bother? Yeah. And what, yeah. Gonna, what are the practical. Oh, I suppose I've just thought of a few. You could seal up holes and things, couldn't you? There was Very a video, quickly. you want to watch it? Oh, God. How long did it on for? No. It's about 21 minutes. Programmable liquid I'm sure we'll get the gist. So we're watching, it's sort of like a Connect 4 laying down on its back, and liquid being manipulated to transverse. It's what? making all sorts of little shapes, and they're guiding it around, and making it... They're effectively playing uh, Snake with it, really. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, he's clicking over here where he wants it to go, isn't he, on the grid? Yeah. And then it's doing it. So you could imagine if that was some kind of explosive material as well, and you could like just creep it along yeah, the building. Yeah, feed it through to, cracks in buildings yeah, yeah, and yeah, all sorts. Yeah, to the right hotel room of the diplomat you want to assassinate, yeah. and then just oh, boom. Well, Bang. I guarantee that's what it's been developed for. Mm. But to put my David Ike hat on. For a minute, things like this is why you're not going to be allowed to take even 10 mils of liquids on an aeroplane. They'll be like, ah, you could have that liquid metal bomb stuff, so yeah. strip naked and let me take your dignity. <laughs> or, Just right here, right now. Yep, in front of everybody else before I allow you on the plane. Oh, man. Yeah, well, yeah, this is terrifying. Impressive. <laughs> Impressive, but terrifying. Yeah. Like all these robo-stories you showed me. <laughs> it's okay, guys, our pleasure. We like to keep you informed. Yeah, we like to like you, you know that one day that robots will take your poet's soul. Ah, yeah. but no, I was fucking, fucking. Leon was like, "What's wrong?" And I was like, "You see, you see." I wish there's a fucking program on BBC Four I watched the other night, right, where um, a man tried to use science and maths and a computer to create a chart hit pop song, right? Right. And they created a song using um, all the algorithms and study of what song made it where and for how long it was at the charts and this computer was able to give you what tempo it should be. And Still, at the end of the day, everyone, the entire consensus was that it just wasn't the fucking same. It didn't understand emotion at all. 
So the computer can't create fucking art as well as we do. It never will moment, be able to. At the moment, that's the point. Art. At oh, the moment. You. Okay, yeah. You two are right. Everyone on this program was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you two are right. Yeah, we okay? are. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Of course, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That's how it works. <laughs> you twirl the music is like a shit. <laughs> we just like to play devil's advocate. Indeed. Pair of arrogant fucks. <laughs> <laughs> Devil's advocate. No. Sorry. The computer can't do it. It hasn't got emotion. It'll be able to do it soon. It won't. How can you replicate emotion? It's something you feel. Yeah, it'll be chemical, it's just chemical imbalances in the brain, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, but you know that that's a massive oversimplification. There's something about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, you know yourself that every experience, like, you hear a song that makes you feel mm. something that is entirely dependent on your life's of experiences course. up to that point, and I'm feeling something entirely different. Well, what about different. a robot? Doesn't that have life experiences if it learns? Not the same. It won't be able to. We're human, mm. It won't be able to. I'm saying it'll probably beat us in every other aspect of life and it does create things that sound like this song was good what it came up with yeah uh, it was i mean the human guy was manipulating as well but he was working it on the the algorithms and things anyway it was good and people agreed that's quite a good song but there was just something not quite yeah that's like when i heard the death metal album that was recorded oh, the robots, the robots. yeah it was very you know by the numbers yeah it was boring to be fair yeah yeah but that's what they're doing now well yeah that that's another point about that yeah, I just anyway, we're better than machines. We'll probably we'll probably live to find out. Yeah, absolutely. If we're not destroyed in a fiery nuclear apocalypse. Well, well, yeah, I doubt it. As Hans gets control of the uh... power grid with his drone army, <laughs> yeah. after they inject liquid metal into him. I'm not planning on living much past eighty. I think life starts to get not so much fun after that. Uh, so that's what fifty-ish years away. What's happened in the last fifty years? Quite a then lot. You try and think. That's what I mean. <laughs> then you try and think, and everything's moved exponentially quicker. Uh, in the next fifty years, what are we going to see? It's actually quite freak, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, it is. It is totally. Ah, who am I kidding? I'll fucking die in some sort of. My heart's going to explode in my chest when I bend down to pick up a pen on some Tuesday afternoon <laughs> in, in my mid fifties. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, you will take that job testing chicken nuggets for being there. And so let's go to the film then. Yeah. And we left it last time with Evie Hammond had just been arrested by. Well, on reflection, we did. A, on reflection, we did agree that you could probably tell it was V in the. Uh, the yeah, it's mask. your second view. But, uh, there's some clues. She's taken to a an interrogation facility where she's has a head shaved, she's put in the cell, she's given a not quite a jumpsuit, is it? More like a little orange surgical gown kind of thing to wear. Mm. She's waterboarded, she's interrogated, she's told she's you know, just tell us something, tell us where V is. Yeah. She refuses and you'll be let free. And you'll be let free. She or you'll be shot. And uh, and she kind of because she doesn't know where V is, she can't really give an answer, can she? But no. she does find a note mm. in a cell and a little cavity in the wall. <laughs> and it tells a story of um, a lesbian actress named Valerie who was uh, incarcerated in that facility in that cell or the cell next to hers, wasn't it? Yeah. We find it later. And they were basically arrested and eventually executed for the crime of being lesbians. They and a partner were taken and... And that kind of shows you what the, the thinking is at the time. That's deviant behaviour. And quoting the thing is, 
different became dangerous. Mm. And you do find out that Valerie's partner was the one that grew the Scarlet Carson Roses, which V right. is so fond of. Yeah. And it's not kind of, it's quite, it's quite harrowing scenes, really. You know, she's having her head shoved into a bowl mm. of water and variously interrogated. Not beaten, but, you know, and certainly living in rats and your own filth. It's not... Yeah, and, uh, you know, she's just sort of unceremoniously, you know, dragged back with her feet dragging literally to the cell and just fucking dumped on the floor and you, you see her food being thrown through the letter. Yeah, the rat stealing a bit of it. Yeah, yeah it is quite, it's brutal. She does well in this, uh, the actress, Natalie Portman. Yeah. The head shaving. I was thinking, because I read a quote of her saying that she was looking forward to shaving her head because she'd always wanted to. In that scene, she doesn't look like she's... She is fucking balling and it looks yeah. real, man. Do you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. look at her face and that's yeah. it. It's like, whoa, she, that's not acting. She's fucking sobbing while it's not a gentle head shaving either, uh, is it? It's, it's, you know. And it works. And the, the shock of seeing, you've been seeing her look so fucking pretty all throughout the movie, you know, with a nice wavy, very feminine hair, long yeah. hair. And then it's just fucking brutal right in front of you, man. Uh, I mean, Trying to think, I think they did that in G.I. Jane. Full Metal yeah. Jacket, of but, course, would be the, the famous one for the yeah. head shaving. Uh, but I was thinking, you've seen it on men oh, quite yeah, a yeah. lot in movies, but like seeing a woman with yeah. long, nice locks of hair just having it shaved off, it's brute, it's shock, it's visually yeah. like, whoa. And so I know she's paid a substantial, ungodly amount of money to star in this movie, but still, money doesn't buy hair. <laughs> well, if you can do, ask Donald Trump. Know, well, yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's a live animal, isn't it? <laughs> Allegedly. It's its own species. <laughs> yeah, so an excellent uh, sequence. Yeah. Montage. And again, though, if you look back on your second viewing, you'll see clues to who it is. Yes, because uh, you never see who's doing the questioning. or the yeah. inter You never see their face. They're always in yeah. shadow. And I'd like to know, is yeah. that Hugo Weaving doing those voices? Just putting on a different... Well, just that's, not in his V voice. It's an interesting question. I don't know. Well, story-wise, it is him, isn't it? Yeah, story-wise, it is. I don't so think it was when I'm watching it. You know, the the making you, of you the do movie. believe that it's the, the mm -hmm. government. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, initial the first thing. time, yeah. Like, man, that's a good scene. Really well put mm. together. So, yeah. And but it's, it brings that human element to this. It's like mm. you know that she's reading that note from that you know woman who was just just gay. That was it. That was enough yeah. reason for her to be in that scenario. The yeah. I mean, she. I mean, Evie. In theory, she thinks she's been arrested for for knowing a terrorist and helping him out. Yeah. All Valerie did was have a girlfriend. And you see in the montage, literally the 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 thing. I don't know if it's finger men, but it's the government, isn't it? The guys with the black hoods, the popo. The, police, the finger men, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, coming in to yeah take them away, black hood them, and she said, "I knew that day would come, and it was like the saddest thing." And you see, like afterwards in the aftermath, like alone, not knowing. So she's been a lover all her life, you know, for a long time, soulmates together all the time, and then just just snatched off the street. Yeah, because she got, never found out what happened to yeah, her partner. She was gone. taken while while shopping. Yeah, she right. got over some food off the street into yeah. a van, bag on the head, boom. No chance to mourn, no chance to, no, you know... Uh, never saw her again, no yeah. real knowledge of what happened to her. And then I think that one of the grave scenes, the mass grave scenes we saw earlier, is actually her end as well. She's put into that yeah. mass grave and it's kind of... She's a very... In a way, she's quite a central character to this because she's the one that must have... I think she's the one that kind of 
got V going a little bit, if that makes sense. Well, that, well this isn't right. I mean, she's his ins- one of his certainly main inspirations yes. because um, he found, he that, found that letter yeah. in his. That was his cell, cell that she yeah. was in. It's an amazing letter, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It's a great scene, and we're not. You know, it's like there's a but there's a lot to digest mm. in that scene. She's essentially someone the Valerie counts, and she's lost everything. It's an utterly hopeless situation, yeah. and to keep some semblance of sanity, I guess, has written her life story. Just so yeah. somebody else, yeah. so it's not for nothing. So somebody else will find it. And also, that that's all she's got to give. Yeah. And she says at the end, and she says, oh, "I love yeah. you. I don't know who you are, but I love you." Yeah. And Whoever you are, I love you. Yeah. It's yeah, it's awesome. It's really good writing, and um, and it gives Evie hope. It does. I suppose how yeah. it must have give maybe helped V get through. Mm. Yeah, um, I mean, how many times did also, he read that note? Yeah, but it also galvanised him, didn't it? It did, because he has a shrine to it. We see later on. Yeah, with with the, with the roses that her partner grew, and yeah, in fact, the doctor actually says that those roses are thought to be extinct. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why, or if that's the case, or whatever in real life. But he knows how to grow them because, or certainly found out how to grow them because that yeah. woman's partner grew them, and he. Mm. It's almost like a. He's not always like not doing it for him in a way. He's kind of doing it for her, at some level. Not his major motive, obviously, but on some revenge level, he's got her in mind. Well, he's probably lost. He's got nothing really. That's why he's not afraid of dying at all. Well, he doesn't even know who yeah. he was before it all happened, does he? Yeah. You know, the, the doctor says that you know he he, he had no. He didn't know who he was or what he did beforehand. He was just some bloke they picked off the street. Mm. Yeah. Um. But. She's basically taken to a final interrogation, isn't she, Evie? And they, they say, well, all right, you're going to tell us anything? And she's like, nope. Okay, mm. execute her behind the chemical sheds, death by firing squad, assemble a team of men. And then some chap comes in, doesn't he? Mm. His face is obscured by the shadows. And he says, just tell them anything. Tell yeah. them anything, just a little bit. Just tell them anything. That, that in itself is a mind game that interrogation people like mm. to play, that, that threat of... Torture yeah. or execution and hangs over you. You offer yeah. that little. You offer you. Know, you just give us a carrot. Just give yeah. us something. And she says, "No, I'd rather die behind the chemical sheds." At that yeah. point, she's lost her fear of death, which means that they have got nothing. As they put it, they've got nothing to take away from her anymore. The ego yeah. has been demolished, yeah. hasn't it? It's been yeah. broken down. And she discovers that it is V. She exits through the, the, the guy, last guy leaves the door open. She decides to walk out and she's in the shadow gallery and V is stood there. Mm. And he, you know, apologises well, profusely, well, obviously. There's the, there's the moment she walks past the the security guard that she's always seen at the yeah. end of the corridor, but then gets close to it, realises it's a dummy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That you makes know. you think as a viewer, you're thinking, I'm not, yeah. what's this now? On your first viewing of that, you've got to be like, holy what? And then the reveal that it's been fucking mm. beat all along, <laughs> and she's devastated. Oh, she's not happy. Um, she's so in tears. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't be happy if somebody just took no. waterboard. The thing is, he says, you've got to stay here for a year. Yeah. All right, so I know that she's she can't have been there for a year yet, but I reckon uh, she's probably been in that for at least a month. I think it might be. I, mean, she goes to, I think it's implied it's the majority because yeah. we start but on November the fifth and we end on November. Yeah, but she 5th. does leave before November fifth and comes back. Oh, There's no kind true. of time frame yeah. in that bit. I think it's implied mm. that. I think it's certainly so a couple. I think it's certainly gonna be a couple of months she's in there yeah. for. I think it might be like nine months or something. Yeah, you never know. But yeah, it's. I think it's implied that this is a long mm. fucking process. Um, 
But yeah, so... But they go onto the roof at that point. Yeah. She wants air to breathe, wants fresh yeah. air. And it, it is hammering down the rain. And what I thought was interesting was that V was, was kind of born in fire mm. and she was reborn in water. Mm. Yeah. Look at you with the symbolism, yeah. Ben. Yeah. Uh, I wrote that down and I was um, a little bit drunk off Tisky, but I managed to catch that. And what's the difference between them? They're opposites. Wants, yeah, he wants revenge and yeah. blood and she wants, you know... Well, she's... Well, yeah, but she's as well. We'll see at the end that she obviously does... She does in the end, in the end. Yeah. Um, oh, she doesn't kill anybody, does she? She Bone pulls the lever, though. She does, sends it, does that kill anybody? Or is it I doubt it. I'd have thought it would have been evacuated at yeah, that yeah, point. Yeah, so it's. True. I doubt there'd be anyone in there. But so anyway, it was just we'll, a symbol, wasn't we will, she? She wasn't a murderer. We will get to that. Cause, um, mm. I felt such an odd feeling of gratification as I saw that building go. But we'll see. <laughs> she kind of does thank him. You know, you, you, know, you, you have set me free, even though it was ter- terrible what you did to me. Yeah, that's um, it. You have set me free. And he says to her, I'd like to see you again before the 5th. So we, mm. we still don't have a... Mm. I, I'm guessing there might be, like, not certainly a, a month. Maybe, like, a month to go at this point, maybe. Mm. Well, her hair hasn't grown that much. No, that's true. And hair does grow quite quickly when it's been shaved. But uh, we then cut to the Chancellor and his inner circle and they ask the question, well, what if Parliament is destroyed? His inner circle is brave enough to broach the subject with him. Yeah. Anyway, it won't be. Yeah. It won't be. And it's almost like he's starting to lose his grip on reality, as most dictators do. Mm-hmm. You know, that people are starting to see through the lies they're being told. And there is, in the film alludes to it, that there is this just little undercurrents of stuff just, just, just happening. Mm. Nothing major at the moment, but just people not... Quite believe people in the pubs that they're going, well, that's bollocks on the telly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just little undercurrents of things. So he is like desperately trying to cling to power here. So the um, curtain is being opened. The curtain it? is being opened. The wizard has been uh, let out to be a sham. Mm. Mm. He's a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I never quite understood that wizard. I mean, I understand the wizard's motivation because he wants just to rule everything, doesn't he? But he's like, oh, I can get you home. Take this balloon. Mm. They never quite. That oh, was a shit film. Fuck it. <laughs> I am. Um, that Ben's review of uh, <laughs> Wizard of Oz. Shit film. Fuck it. Oh, right. I honestly had no yeah. fucking clue what you were talking <laughs> about yeah. for a couple of sentences, and I was like, okay, I'm just gonna try and look. Um, look, I know the Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz. Wizard behind the curtain. Yeah, like, Wizard behind the now. curtain. He's running so, the big machine, isn't he? And mm. it's like, yeah, shit film. Fuck I it. think that's a, a critique of capitalism. Wizard of Oz. Mm. Yeah, well, there's that Munchkin who's hung himself in the background of one of the shots. <laughs> Was there? Apparently, yeah. Actually, that's an urban myth there wasn't. Yeah, I don't think in the corner of the shots there's a munchkin hanging himself. <laughs> wow, it's then. a silhouette behind um, a backdrop. <laughs> Apparently, about one, someone, uh, one of the munchkins committed suicide on, script, uh, on set and they didn't notice and it was, uh, it, it was left in. <laughs> they didn't notice? Allegedly. It's not in view, it's like a silhouette. It's a silhouette, apparently, but... Apparently, it's they also didn't notice he killed him. But they did give... It was a bird that played Dorothy. They went back after <laughs> it, they played the set, they go, hang on a minute, there's a fucking munchkin. <laughs> skeleton of a munchkin hanging. How long has he been there? <laughs> well, munchkin oh, lies about a two, Mike. Munchkin lies about a two. No, they don't. Cut him down. Carry <laughs> <on>. <laughs> Just um, chuck him in the dumpster. <laughs> It'll be fine. Uh, who played Dorothy in that film? Judy Garland. She was given speed to keep her weight down. I can see the cocaine in the cocoa, didn't they? Well, yeah, we need them days back. I could certainly advocate for the use of speed when, in terms of uh, working long hours. Um, 
And it's a weight loss drug. Yeah, it's great. You don't see many fat speed addicts, do you? No, speed's a wonder drug. Um, <laughs> don't tell the government, that will only on it. In moderation, that's why it's illegal, they know it. Anyway, interesting fact I learned about Coca-Cola. I know everyone, like you alluded to, everyone sort of knows the fact that they used to have cocaine in it. But I learned um, from a podcast I listened to that the guy who started Coca-Cola, he nicked it, it already existed. It was a mixture of wine and cocaine, drunk in Europe. Uh, it was given to children, and you know people used to apparently have three three glasses a day spread out through the day. Sounds great to me. Cocaine and wine, amazing, and he just uh, sort of took it, uh, took the wine out of it, and um, called it Coca Cola, and then eventually had to take the cocaine. Okay, yeah. And Coca Cola have a special license with the government. They're the only people that are allowed to import the coca leaf. Um, because they basically do make cocaine with it in their uh. process, but the cocaine that is produced as a byproduct, they sell uh, in quotes for medicinal um, to like laboratories for medicinal use, yes, research purposes. Mm. Like fuck you, that is resold on the black market <laughs> yeah. to fucking um, what's, what's the, South American gang lords. Yeah. Like, what gets more money, selling it to drug cartels or selling it to the labs? Exactly. But yeah, Coca Cola do still make cocaine, and right. it used to be coke and wine. So look at me. I listen to other podcasts that have real facts on them. <laughs> <laughs> Try desperately to remember them through the clogged sponge that is my brain and occasionally repeat half-bastardised versions of those facts <laughs> to you, the listener of our cast. That's You're research, people. Welcome. That is research. You're welcome. You're lucky, lucky people. <laughs> <laughs> well, Educate, so- incite, enthuse, <laughs> inform. That's the BBC's mission, but also mine. <laughs> right. Yeah. But it used to be there. That's when they were set up, that's what they were apparently. That explains why you photoshopped that Russian hat onto me earlier. Should we go back to the film? Oh, yes. <laughs> um, so we cut to Finch and his assistant, and they've been working on this premise that there was something not quite right about the barrage attack on St. Mary's and Three Waters. And they meet uh, William Rockwood at the memorial, which is a creepy little memorial, isn't it? You mm. see, remember it? The, the children dancing around the circle. Yeah. Looks a lot like the one they had in Stalingrad, actually. Oh. Um, they had a, a it's, it's quite a prominent thing in a lot of the photos. Of this, yeah. this is, I think it was a Revolutionary War memorial, wherever, and there's like these children dancing around the circle. The, the St. Mary's thing looks exactly like that. Yeah. Um, and he, William Rock, 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 Rockwood, Try saying that. William Rockwood? It's not as easy as it sounds. William Rockwood? No, fuck off. (laughs) 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 I have trouble with R's sometimes. (laughs) Sign of high intelligence. Sorry. Um, And he says to them, he tells them, the biological attack was carried out by the government. What if you had a perfect biological agent, Mm. but you also have the cure to that biological agent? Oh. Why attack another country when mm-hmm. to expand your grip on power? You can mm-hmm. attack your own country and then sell them the cure and make it also make yourselves very rich. And this is why we find out that in certainly Prothero, who was killed earlier, the voice of London had a lot of money in, um, I forget the name of the Biodoxin, mm. but also Mr. Creedy, who's head of the the Finger Men. He's a secret, yeah. head of the secret police. He's effectively the Himmler of this. Yes. This little band of motley crew, renegade, fascist type people. In government. 
you're in power. And actually, one of the interesting things was, it gives a brief background on Sutler in this scene, mm. and he was a, a deeply religious conservative MP. Yeah. Right. And his North Fire party, which he must go on to create, I think Nigel Farage was watching this film and thought, oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I bet. They sweep the election. I mean, literally, it's like there's a shows a pie chart of the votes, and it is literally like Labour Party six percent, Tory Party like seven percent, others, oh, and it man. is like. Oh, yeah, it, it so, just... so they sweep the election, and he gains more and more power, and basically, fever, fear, panic, and accusations drip through the country until at last the true goal is accomplished. That is absolute power and fear. Yeah. So, oh yeah, and, and you know, extremists were caught. Of extremists in quotations, and they confessed. You know, if you're being waterboarded, you'll confess to fucking anything after a while. Yeah, yeah. That's why they say torture doesn't actually work, does it? No. Because you can get anyone to fucking say anything. And it also creates that air of, um, by the government being the ones who provide the cure, it creates that atmosphere of dependency. You know, like, oh, we need them. That's what fashion's all about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we read that brilliant quote. Um, last episode that Alan Moore gave about how fascism is giving up your um, ah shit uh, your accountability, yeah. giving up your it's a way of just not having to think basically. Yeah, so when you're shooting those guys into a mass grave, it's not me; it's for the good of the state. It's not to do with me. Yeah, it's doing what, yeah. So it's for the betterment of unity and you know the the for the greater good. The greater good. Yeah. You know, that attack killed like 80,000 people and there's still, it's still alluded to in the film as a quarantine zone mm. around the area, you know? Yeah, because he goes I, into I it, doesn't can't it? help but see parallels between that and the... Go on, Mike, say it. The Novra... Novichok. Novichok, that's it. Uh, attack that we had. Uh, incident that we had. Oh. With the Russian right. spy. You know? mm. the, the government just watched this film and thought, oh. Well, is this I mean, the start of a... You know, they cordoned off that street, that town, you know, is this the start? Well, they're saying that the ground could be infected for X amount of years after, but... I bet if we just put on, like, you know, if you're going to do a bit of painting and decorating, you get an all-in-one white suit with a hood. (laughs) It's it's very similar, but it's a little bit more refined than that. Put one of them on, some big yellow rubber gloves, just a normal, like, dust mask. I bet it's not that poisonous. They're well, just saying that so nobody will go there and <laughs> There's a picture of the scene and there's people in the full hazmat suits. Mm-hmm. NBC gear, There's yeah. a bit of police tape yeah. next to them, like a foot away, and then a foot on the side of the tape, there's a mm-hmm. policeman just sitting there with no protection. Yeah. That's because he hasn't crossed the <laughs> <laughs> But there is a thing with that, is that the quarantine zone where he would be yeah. is set back a lot further than needs to be. So he can stand there, but... You've got guys coming out of that area in the suits, and it's on their suits. Unless they've been decontaminated at that point, yeah, mm. it's on their suits. I mean, I've seen photos of there's guys in the full NBC kit, military guys, and they've got the hoods up and the masks on, gloves, the boots, the full lot, mm. stood next to blokes in just normal uniform, and you're like, well, shouldn't you all yeah. have that on? Because well, that... I haven't looked much into this one. Maybe we'll have to do an episode on it. Um, it just seems odd that the Russian Prime Minister mm. would poison somebody on foreign soil with an agent that is only made in Russia, mm. so it leads directly back to him. 
It's not the cleverest thing. No, no, it's Putin. It's the president who was head of the KGB, and you'd think that he would know how to organise an assassination properly, wouldn't you? Maybe it wasn't supposed to be secret. Maybe this is a balls out, just like yeah, yeah, it was me. Well, when he rides, when he rides, when he rides, that's the West's argument, saying Mm. that he did it to make himself look strong for the elections. And when he rides a bear into Parliament Square, better chested, holding an AK, then... Uh, and who got poisoned? What was it? Why was he significant? He was a traitor. Well, he was a counter. And he was a traitor, effectively, to the Russians. He uh, betrayed them and told us secrets. And he was employed by MI6. Double agent, kind of thing. Yeah. Granted amnesty him and his daughter and uh, family. Well, did, why would we kill him? Well... Because our, our prime minister's approval ratings are plummeting like there's no tomorrow, and she I needs a war to pick herself up. But with Russia, yeah, I know you don't poke the bear, do you? It's not going to end well for us, is it? No, no. We'll be caught in between America and Russia, won't we? We'll get the worst of it. We'll get the worst of the nuclear exchange. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is like if to try and impress my girlfriend, we were out somewhere, and I was like, "Oh look, there's Conor McGregor," and I just went and. Bitch slapped him, him yeah. right, right around the face and was like, yeah, come on then, Connor. You know? <laughs> and then I was just murdered yeah. in front of her and she had to weep and carry on life without me and get over the trauma of seeing me murdered. The thing is, though, we've got the USA on our side. We're better than Russia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, what, all right then, so it's like me and... Who else? Uh, and they have a much bigger military. Anthony, Anthony Joshua, the boxer who won the other night, the British guy. He's massive. He's world champion of all the things. He's, he's a good your, boxer. He's so your mate. I've got him stood behind <laughs> me, right? Yeah. And he says, go on then, you can have Connor. And I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I can, can I, yeah. Anthony? I'll go, I'll go and get him. Ooh. And I go and get in a little scrap with Connor. And then my mate Anthony just sits back. He's like, yeah. nope, you started <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. So and then he kills what you. he does is yeah. he, lets, can... he lets Connor come yeah. in. Right. He, he lets Connor tire himself out That's a little it. bit, punching yeah. and kicking you, yeah. and he comes in and wipes the floor with him. That's it. Right. America don't care because... Then, the then they end up, chances are, in charge of most of Western Europe because the governments would be shattered and the countries would be shattered and... Everything so is going through them then, is it? All the aid, all the, Essentially, the, the rebuilding of the infrastructure is all going through there. It's all money back you know, in there. The back to the analogies are in, are in European countries. Right. So, is still have in, in the US? They do, but a lot in, of them in Europe. Me and Connor are just collateral damage then. Yeah. Anthony Joshua in this mm-hmm. analogy is the big bad dog and uh, he's just going to... He wants... Oh, America. Oh... Yeah, I don't like any of this. Nope. I thought, why are they letting us start the fight? Why don't they do it? Because they didn't start the fire. <laughs> well, it's always burning. <laughs> it's always been the it. <laughs> Oh, why can't we let France start it or something? Because no one would just surrender, wouldn't they? <laughs> oh, it's true. <laughs> Cheese eating surrender monkeys. I don't know, they're a bit more. Uh, Strict than us about you know the old hijabs and things like that, aren't they? They're not afraid of upsetting the um, yeah, but they also have a lot and they more, keep getting bummed. They also have a lot more terror attacks. And they they do, have such a, do they have such a historical past with Russia like we do? Do we have a such a oh, past with Russia? Do, the Crimean War and mm, yeah, French were there too. Were they? Yeah, it was oh, us, and, yeah. us and France, really. Actually, well, to be fair. A, I, I guess it's just yeah, a bad luck that the Yanks chose us the, to the, be their proxy. Uh, basically, the, the rest of Europe. Tolerates 
the Americans as well as we've got the, the special relationship because we used to own them and all that. We, we've been on there. We, we can't keep in their good books. So that's what Europe doesn't really care. They, they agree to have their stuff over there because it aids their defence. But other than that, like the French don't particularly like the Americans, I don't think. I'd argue. It's... Um, Mm. Pretty and Germany. Well, I know, we're the link to Europe. Them, aren't we? That's it. Yeah, we're the back door in. Literally the back door yeah. in. So it's yeah, interesting. Global politics. Never say we don't give you up to date current stuff, listeners. They're listening to this in the future. We might all be dead by now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. So good point. in the analogy, then quickly, I would just like to encourage me in the analogy to ignore Connor's taunts and whatever Anthony's saying in my ear. And just walk on by. Don't get a beer. And yeah, and not slap Connor. Yeah. And this will all be fine. Exactly. We'll have a nice pint <laughs> and this will all blow over. Yeah. I wouldn't look at him though in the pub. You know. Don't make eye contact. No, don't make eye contact. Just look ahead, ignore him. Watch the telly. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. Look at your phone. <laughs> You're never alone with a phone. It's no, school faced aliens know exactly what you want. <laughs> what are you looking at? <laughs> Um, actually, a bit, of, a bit of dating in the film now, a bit of timeline. Mm. It does say Sutler's not happy that V hasn't been caught. It's 347 days mm. have passed since the TV broadcast on the last November the 5th. So we're getting very close now mm. uh, to November the 5th. And um, then you've got Mr. Creedy, head of the Fingermen. Yes. All round bit of a scumbag, isn't he? Creepy old bastard. But... As a low animal cunning, you'd argue, survival is his, yeah. is his thing. Yeah. He's, well, a, he's one of the ones who's he's, already he's, thinking he'd like to take over. He's a yeah. psychopath, isn't he? He is. He's a pure yeah. sociopath. He's, mm. He doesn't. He wouldn't care how many children he had to shoot as long no. as he it's got like to power. Skin, isn't and he's, he's also classed as the party leader. Mm. So he's almost got a bit of a, a Martin Borman kind of role going on here. I, I'm mm. the chancellor, but you're head of the party kind of thing. Okay. So it's he's like the... not. He's the number two, but... Not quite the, the number administrative, two. Administrative number two. Yeah, kind of thing. yeah. He's, he's, he deals with the day-to-day sort of... He's the secret police, he's organising all that. A bit of a Himmler, but Himmler wasn't... He was Technically, he was deputy, but he did take over. But mm. Creedy will be the guy who's going to step up if... And he's got that low animal cutting. He's up for some, he, played the, he plays the game. It's like Optimus and Hot Rod. <laughs> In a way... When Optimus dies, Hot Rod will be anointed to leadership. That analogy doesn't work. Back to the film. <laughs> but basically, V approaches him as Greenhouse, and Creedy has the 1812 Overture playing in the Greenhouse, which has mm. already been blacklisted, so he's already he's breaking the law anyway. Yeah, breaking the law. I'm breaking the law, yeah. David. <laughs> breaking the law. <laughs> <laughs> you can't resist it. No, you can't. <laughs> Um, and V approaches him and he says, "He says, look, you know Sutler can't be trusted, and you know when I when I succeed, you'll be offered up as a sacrificial lamb." Yeah. He says, "You're clever enough to know that, mm. and that's why Sutler's underground, mm-hmm. guarded by men you can trust." Yeah. So even the Chancellor's guards, mm. yeah, aren't the Chancellor's guards; no. they're Creedy's guards. Mm. And he says to him, "Look, you agree? I want Sutler." Put an X on your door. You get me. Yeah. Which he then does. He does. Gives him a piece of chalk and you see him marking the X. Finch at that point gets a phone call 
Uh, saying that Rockwood's been dead for 20 years and he realises that was V telling him all that. Yeah. <laughs> and he's not happy. Kicks a bin. He kicks a bin, which is very British. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who hasn't got drunk and kicked the bin. fuck out of a bin? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Especially a wheelie bin, bastards. <laughs> and what it's called at this point as well is one of the. It's quite like. It's in the comic books as well. I remember it being quite like an iconic little bit of a scene is the, the setting of one of the dominoes. Oh, yeah, man. He's got that awesome domino pattern set up. And whoever... Mm. Took two days to film. Really? Um, it's a fucking awesome sequence. It's is brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. And the way it just falls to the last one, left in the middle, standing up. Takes that with him. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's just, it's badass. I wish I had the patience to set something like that off. Um, and then we get cut to the next scene, which is... Um, London is in absolute fucking chaos because the British Parcel Network, I assume that's what it's for, BPN, because <laughs> everything's British, remember, yeah. in this film. you got 700,000 V costumes being delivered, at least several hundred thousand V costumes being yeah. delivered across London, and the city is in absolute fucking <laughs> anarchy. It's awesome. As you see, like, there's a little girl spray painting her wall yeah. with the V logo, and there's a guy robbing a shop. Yeah. It's, it's anarchy in the UK, mate. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming sometime and it may be. <laughs> <laughs> but sadly, that little girl who just kind of features a recurring character, you can't yeah. miss it. Um, she's wearing the mask and, and, mm. and she's got her glasses taped to it and that. And she's just running around and a policeman, one of the finger men, mm. shoots her in the back. Doesn't issue a warning, more. just <laughs> no. puts two rounds in her back and the crowd gathers around him and he's like sort of a bit of a montage kind of thing you don't hear what he's saying he holds up his badge and then pulls his gun again and then some bloke clocks him around the face with a spanner which I thought was quite cool I'm a wrench and a spanner but well, that was the spark wasn't that it? that was the spark then you know yeah. the riots are you breaking know, this, out the speech that V's giving uh, about where he's saying that somebody will do something stupid or is it Finch no it's Finch that it's gives Finch that yeah he's like someone will do something stupid yeah. apparently that comes from Possibly War and Peace, a very famous book. It's how whoever wrote it, just exactly how they describe Napoleon's downfall, apparently. Oh. I should have yeah. that down. I hope I've got that factoid right. Um, yeah, so, the, you know, riots are breaking out. It says Brixton is flaring up. Mm. There's riot footage on the news. Obviously, the Sutler is then like, you know, it's gonna be they're gonna be cracked down on. They'll be, you know, if you're caught mm. doing this, you'll be they'll be taken off to wherever at this point and. Another sort of weird internment camp where you just get shot. Yeah, you react with fucking more... More violence, more, more yeah, force. Like you bring, we, we need to fucking stamp this out. You clamp down harder mm. and you... Something I mean, at this point, they are monitoring the phones, yeah. probably the internet use. Yeah. You know, they've... Every, I mean, every home has got a fucking portrait of the chancellor and chances are that's got a fucking mm. camera in it somewhere. Well, they control the TV in every home. Yeah, of course, yeah. Could we possibly have a quick... Yes, we can. Two uh, seconds. Yeah. And we're back. So, continuing the film, Evie returns to the Shadow Gallery to see V, as she promised she would. It's, it's the music, isn't it? The, the, the song playing and one of his... And she says, oh, I missed that song. He asks her to dance. And she says, well, I'm going to dance on the eve of your revolution. And he says, a revolution without dancing is a revolution not worth having. Yeah. <laughs> so I do hope that V is not actually Kevin Bacon from Flashdance. 
No, he's going to be dancing to reggae. Not flash dance. Uh, What's that fucking film Kevin Bacon's in? I wish um, Footloose. Footloose, I yeah. I wish the, the English um, marches were like the, like the Spanish marches, for example. I mean, they, they dance at their marches. Do they? Yeah. They have drums and everything and drums oh. going. There was actually reggae playing from, was. The, from the free cannabis stand. We did stand a lot, spend a lot of time next to the legalised cannabis boys. I they weren't I, giving out free cannabis. No, but there was a lot of uh, passive going on. We're getting high off the fumes. Yeah, right? pretty much at that point, yeah. I put up with the reggae for that. Yeah. <laughs> that was the only music, wasn't it? It was. I was some shitty punk on repeat. There was shit punk that I didn't even recognise what it was. Mm. Well... So we go back to Sutler, and the question again is asked, what if he succeeds? And at this point, Finch is... They said, well, an air attack is impossible. There's anti-aircraft guns and missiles and blah, blah, blah. Finch has argued that the trains, the underground system, would provide the best attack. They were all apparently sealed. Yeah. And of course, and he says, well, let me tell you... Sutler says, well, let me tell you this. If it does succeed... The only thing I'll be reading on my desk in the morning is Mr. Creedy's resignation, so it's another reason for Creedy to betray him. Mm. Yeah. You know, you, it's not very good leadership, really, is it? Uh, well, well, he's, he's using fear, isn't he? Yeah. He's using fear like the prince in but he, he probably also, Machiavelli. But he also it? knows that Creedy's after his job, probably, so if he can remove him... It's almost like Sutler would almost want to be to succeed in this respect, in a way, because he could get rid of Creedy... Problem <coughs> then, couldn't he? Well, well so, the thing is, he he's got that hold over Creedy because he knows he's Irish, for example. That's Finch. As Finch's Finch. mother was Irish. Who is it? He's got something over him, hasn't he? He must have. But he knows that he knows the murders he's done for starters. Well, yes, that's true. But it should Sutler suddenly meet an unexpected end, then who's going to step in? Well, party head of party. That's Sutler's fault for not recognizing the threat, isn't it? Well, Sutler's basically Hitler, isn't he? He's meant you know, to be, yeah. Yeah. So everyone you can imagine, apart from uh, McCready, Creedy, whatever his name is, uh, everyone else is operating under like abject fear, and like you just don't question the Führer. You know. That's it. You just do what you're told. He doesn't realise that his so, power is diminishing. Yeah. Yeah, and Creedy's is actually growing because all his guards are the yeah, guys that Creedy it. trusts. They're on yeah. his payroll. That's his lack of still, insight, isn't it? Of course, it is. So he's high on his own hubris. Yes. Yeah. I think I'm using that word right. Um, Foolish pride, it means. Yeah. So, yeah. He's, um, yeah, he's, he doesn't see it, you know, because he's all powerful, isn't he? Or he has been for quite a while. And yeah. Arrogance comes with that, doesn't it? Complacency. Well, he's been in power for um, 20 years at this point, mm, I think, yeah. uh, in terms and of the film. And Creedy probably knows he could be just shot at any point and. Yeah. One fuck up the, too many and yeah, off your trot. If Sutler yeah. orders it, he's going to be, you know, black. When, things are, when things are working, Creedy doesn't need to do that. He's in a good position, he's in a high position. Yeah, when. Mm. For when 20 years, he's been laughing, hasn't yeah. he? When, when things go bad... That's For 19 years, he's been laughing. Things are slipping, yeah. that's when he, his ruthlessness comes out and he, he swats a vulnerability, Yeah. Well, as V does, and they conspire well, to take down Sutton. That's, yeah. that's part of V's genius, isn't mm. it? He's been able to see this and work this out and know that he can... Uh, the easier yeah. way for him to do it. Yeah. Well, the only way for him to do it is with Creedy's help, basically. Uh, he set up the domino effect. Yeah, and he he knows what's going to happen. Yeah, because yeah. he knows that if when Sutler's gone, the rest aren't a threat, but Creedy still is as well. Mm. So he pretends to work with him because he doesn't yeah. say that. You know, when he meets him in the greenhouse, he doesn't say that I'm going to kill you. He says I want mm. Sutler. 
That's what I want subtler. I don't yeah. care what you do. I want subtler, basically, yeah. in in so many words, not in that. But anyway, so after um, come back to the. I guess V knows that's the only way he's going to get to him. Yeah, yeah. He's underground. He's guarded. You won't be able. You won't be able to get in there. He yeah. Physically, literally, he's in the, the, couldn't get to him. He's in the Fiora bunker, isn't he? At this point, he's yeah. wherever the hell that is in the middle of London. I mean, yeah. he's, he's Hindar bunker. Hindar bunker yeah. or the co- the Cobra bunker, which used to be called the Bra. <laughs> I think I've said it before, but um, they che- it used to be bra. It was known as, and everyone used to giggle about it. It's briefing room A. Okay. And so they had to change it to cabinet office briefing room A because Cobra sounds a lot better than bra. For fuck's sake! It's so ridiculous. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> bra. <laughs> You're going in the bra. Boobies <laughs> going bras. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. You're 53 years old and a member of the government. Yeah. I know, but. Bra. Bra. Yeah. Change it. <laughs> <laughs> and v gives Evie a gift. He gives her the Shadow Gallery, or the books, or the artwork, or his culture. Everything there is hers. And the gift of sending this underground train. We forget that. He's spent 10 years clearing the tracks and laying tracks of his own, he says. He's like, you know, so it's, it's stocked to the brims with fireworks and British fertiliser. Yeah. Which is obviously can be used as explosive. Did we forget to mention the biggest gift that he gave her? His big burnt wig. <laughs> <laughs> the gift of not giving a shit. Yeah, the gift no, of not giving a shit. We had alluded to that when she came out of the. Um, yeah. The, the gift power to, to say no. Yeah, the power mm-hmm. to say no and to just to do it and not fear for your own life because. She just says, is that what they which, want you to think? Or is that what they. Yeah. We, we said last episode, is that what they want you to well, think? Or is that what they told you to think? It's nice at the end, it comes into play uh, where um, Finch points the gun at her and says, you know, don't pull that lever. And she just looks at him and calmly says, no. Yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah. turns around and yeah. does the deed. So, yeah, that's what he's given her. Yeah, so he leaves her the choice of blowing up Parliament. He says, the time has come for me to meet my maker and repay him in kind for what he has done. Yeah. So I quite like that. How was that? Um, she does actually offer him, she kisses his little mask, she kisses his mask and says, you know, just run away with me, let's go. And, she, you know, and, and V does love her, I think. I think so. He says it, doesn't he? He does, he does, you know, the, the, you know, the fact that, mm. I can't remember, later on he says, you know, the fact that you, that's the greatest gift you gave me, is that mm. you, you've said that. Yeah, she dropped to his, her knees and said, this is the greatest gift I'm going to give you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you may have stayed. Well, <laughs> um, but he doesn't. He doesn't um, doesn't take her up on the offer of just doing one on on the night of his greatest triumph, mm-hmm. which I think is slightly I don't know. I suppose you got to offer them the way out, hadn't you? But he's been working for twenty years for this. Yeah, yeah, I know. Rose before the hose. <laughs> I don't. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's got a job to do. Hmm. He's been planning it a long time. He has. He meets Creedy in a squad of armed. Soldiers, policemen, whatever, whatever they are, in a sort of abandoned underground little chamber. They bring Sutler in, dragging him by, like Evie was dragged in, by the yeah. feet dragging on the floor, bag on his head. V hands him the rose, yeah. and, and Sutler kind of shows his true cousin, he begs for his life and cries and... Creedy just sort of basically shoots him in the face, effectively. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Headshot. Yeah. No hesitation, was no, it? No, just does it. Yeah. This is I'm in charge now. I'm, I'm, she was on the Mozambique triple tap, though. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't need to at that range. <laughs> With that calibre of revolver as well, yeah. he doesn't need to do that. 
Well, you see the hole in um, Sutler's head, didn't you? Yeah. Before the body, it's the um, even the entry hole is is significant. Yeah, it's a pretty big uh, hole. <laughs> I don't think he needs to do three shots for I'll that. Say it's being professional. Well, I, I admire professionalism, Mike, and I'll always commend it. But <laughs> it's pretty brutal, isn't it? To be yeah. Boom. But yeah, no hesitation. Uh, he then tells V to remove his mask and let's have a look at you. Yeah. And uh, two blokes sculpture him, three blokes sculpture him and approach him and as soon as they got to touch the mask, they mm. are literally taken out and we get with knives. Knife, knife time. Knife time. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's pretty ninja. Yeah. And I think we need, there's one thing, I'll, this film, at this point needed some metal playing would while, have been, would have been quite while he's doing the old knife Yeah. Action. Not really, it's, V's not really... I know we'd enjoy the metal. Yeah. He'd, he'd probably prefer some classical. Well, I don't you? mind. Whatever fits it, really. Yeah. Adagio over strings number eight would be nice. The little platoon <laughs> theme, that'd be pretty cool. I do Especially, think this is an indication, definitely, the trails, the visual trails that you see on the end of the blades as he's moving and how quickly he gets through people. And other, the people he's killing are in sort of slow motion. Well, the, the, but when we'll get to that in a second, because yeah. they... they the only thing V says to Creedy, the only thing you and I, are you and I after in common, Mr. Creedy, mm. is that we're both about to die. And he's got literally sort of eight or nine guns pointed at him here, V has. Yeah. And he says to him, how is that going to happen? And V replies, with my hands around your neck. Mm. And Creedy says, bollocks. Yeah. <laughs> See, I like Creedy to a point, because he's quite oh, a straight, I'd like, I'd like, you know, I quite like well, a straight, a, straight talking, isn't he? He's a psychopath, so that's why. Like. <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to say. You're a psychopath. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But, um, you have emotions, and then some of them. <laughs> the major ones, <laughs> ball ache, yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, but no, this is. Um, so what you have are bullets, V says, and the hope that when your guns are empty, I'm no longer standing because if I am, you'll be dead before you've reloaded. And they literally just all open up. Thirty rounds, two seconds apiece to empty the mag. Eight or nine blokes. That's a lot of bullets flying through the air. Certainly is. And they fire until they're empty. V is still standing at this yeah. point, although he's taken some hits. He has. He's taken a lot of hits. Yeah. And he says, "My turn." Mm. And then we cue. Uh, as, I, as I was getting more and more drunk, progressively drunk as I watched the film, cue badass knife killy death carnage. Yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. a, there's some, some really cool fighting. I said to Mike the other night that the one thing I felt, I one criticism I have in I'd like to see more of V in action. Yeah, I think a lot of people felt that way. As Mike pointed out, that the fact that you don't see him in action as much Mm, kind of adds to the fact sweet, that yeah. it's a bit more mysterious. What what, what mm. could he do adds, exactly? It makes it more profound. Yeah, more profound as well. He doesn't need the violence. Yeah, so it's yeah. only when it's necessary or for his own personal too much game. violence can, can saturate it, can't mm. it? If you've got it in just key places, then it yeah it makes it more highlights it, it more. more. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I do agree with that point of view. Um, I, but I would have liked just seen a few more of the high-ranking guys taken out. But as you said, this is a long-ass film. Mm-hmm. And you're talking six editions of the comic, something like that? I think it was ten issues. Really? So it's mm-hmm. a, you know, you've got a, And that's... Sadly, this film kind of suffered the same as, as Watchmen did. Mm. You had a lot of storyline to cram into a film, and you couldn't yeah. do two. Yeah. You had to cram mm. a lot of stuff into... Mm. And they're both long-ass films. Mm-hmm. Mm. Argue the best films DC have done for in the modern era. I would argue. 
Yeah, I'm big. I'm quite a big fan of both films, and I appreciate The Watchmen as a film version. I've read the book The Watchmen several, several times, um, but I appreciate the two different things. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't want to see. You can't. Same with any book. You can't exactly. You can't do, always do it justice. Into, yeah, you know. And I think what they did do was it was a good superhero film at the time. I thought it was the most realistic treatment mm. of superheroes, you know. Yeah. But you know that from the book. But Alan Moore, man, he's a wizard. He is. He's fucking amazing. He is literally a wizard. Some of the some of the best Batman stories ever written were by him. Uh, yes. His most famous ones, The Killing Joke. Of which, course, that was made into an animated film not long ago. It wasn't very good. Man, I didn't watch it. I just controversially. Um, I heard the creator say that so the final page of the film of that comic is the killing joke um, Batman and Joker on their knees it's in sort of silhouette Batman's got his hand around the Joker's throat yeah and he tells some sort of joke I can't remember the exact words but it's laughing 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 the laughing stops fade to black yeah you never know apparently the artist I read said oh Batman kills him at the end that's the point he finally breaks Batman which is a groundbreaking massive thing absolutely but nobody it's sort of because it's the last panel the last page people just kind of assumed they didn't but the artist said oh no he snaps his neck like so yeah there you go yeah uh, the thing is he had finally broken because he'd shot Barbara Gordon and paralysed her who was Batgirl Mm. And then he got Commissioner Gordon and and, tr- and Joker tried to drive him insane in yeah. some weird fun house where, weirdly, Gordon was kept naked all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and he like, ah, yeah. And, and there is that, it, it, when you read it, did he kill mm. him or not? And that was the mm. thing. Did he? Did he not? Well, I guess called the killing joke, I'd imagine. Mm. But then, yeah. But then he tells a joke and they both laugh. Mm. Both Batman and the Joker laugh. Batman yeah. never laughs. Yeah, exactly. You know? yeah, that's a big Especially you know, all the Joker's jokes. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna laugh at that. But that's and the, like, Joker is. Are you and I gonna do this thing forever? Yeah, essentially, that's what they do. Yes. Mm. You made me. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. And he wouldn't. He needs mm. the villains, doesn't he? Or Batman wouldn't exist. Well, to try and tie it back to V same writer same kind of situation V was created yes. by this government the, these people who is yeah these exact precise people and he's taking them out individually and in the process giving the nation a bigger gift like he gave to Evie mm-hmm. he's giving them the gift of saying no as well isn't it like yeah. We, yeah you know and he scolded them in his thing you know you voted these fuckers in but yeah. I understand why yeah the, the fear and now is your opportunity yeah, you know he says in the thing the fear. You know, oh, it's easier to blame the Muslims and the gays and anyone mm. else who's and he says that different becomes dangerous. If anyone's yeah. different, they, yeah. I mean, you know, in that scenario, us two probably rounded up. Yeah, they yeah. certainly wouldn't be sat here talking about this. Well, we smoke weed and like talk about weird shit on the fucking yeah. internet. So yeah, yeah. they'd probably cut our connection. The parties we voted for, yeah, absolutely. You know, Green Party. Yeah. So yeah. um. Yeah, so V has literally killed all the the guys with Creedy. Creedy has managed to reload his very big, heavy revolver, which I'm assuming... Oh, to to finish my point, I started it. Oh, go on. The the trails and the knives and the fact that the people reloaded are in slow-mo, it's a dead cert that he's moving in sort of super speed, or at least a much faster rate than everyone else. So whatever they've done to him, he is enhanced. 
Yeah. You know, not just his reflexes and his strength. He could fucking move like a absolutely. Like I Superman. mean, I mean, he, he, reloading a magazine from mm. a belt, you should be talking no more than four seconds, really. You know, especially the way those guys are doing it, they literally just press the eject button, the clips fall out, the submachine mm. guns. They should be already reaching as that's happening for another magazine. It's mm. in bolt release, no more than sort of if you're a train train guy like that and they're meant to be Creedy's top man, then yeah, you're looking at more more than three, oh. four seconds for a reload mm. there. And there's one awesome shot of he does a he leg sweeps someone with Yeah, he does, yeah, yeah. And they fly up into the air and he spins around and fucking stabs them as their body is on the way down. Yeah. And so he stabbed you once. And I think that then he pulls then that knife out mm. and sees a guy who's just literally about yeah. ready to start firing it and just launches the knife takes him out and then I think the final one is it going through the he goes in the head the last yeah. one doesn't it I think yeah throws it at the last um, one's head but Creedy does manage to reload at that yeah. point otherwise if he'd got a speed load it would have been a lot quicker for a volver I must have he's reloading individual shells that's just amateur <laughs> it's um he um Creedy says why won't you die and this is what I've got I'll get my tattoo out because my it focuses on this particular point Ben um, has a V tattoo. I for do. Those that are confused. Yes, and he says beneath this mask, there's more than flesh, Mister Creedy. There is an idea, and ideas are bulletproof. And it says ideas are bulletproof on my arm. It's a good saying. Yeah, and they are bulletproof, so it makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> kind of metaphorical, and, don't you think? Until so? yeah, it is for me. Yeah. This is a metaphorical film. And I do get it occasionally. It's kind of, you know... I can be deep and I have to be. But then one could be said, it, how about then, ideas spread through, you know, people talking, like memes, where the word meme comes from. Oh, obviously, uh, if you shoot on. everybody who has the idea, yeah, if then... If you shoot everybody who knows about it, then it's dead, isn't it? Yeah, but it could always spread, or someone else could have the same idea. But if you just kept executing... Yeah, but yeah. like someone across the other, other side of the world could have that same idea. Genocide. And, yeah, well, that, but then there's no one left apart from you. <laughs> the idea you're going to kill the entire population of the planet and just have you there. To prove that you're fucking <laughs> bullshit. You know, after all the shit you've given me, Ben. Yes. If you yes. get to the end, and you'd be like, thank God the idea's dead. But you're <laughs> actually thinking of the idea. Yeah, so you're going to shoot yourself in the head. Oh, fuck. I'll do it. <laughs> if I'm the last one, I'm the last human alive, and I'm like, shit, yes, I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> I'm not giving dead Ben the satisfaction. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. So in this, in this particular... No, I do, I'm just saying, yeah, piss. Yeah, it's I a know. fucking awesome <laughs> yeah, line. It's, it's a great awesome. line. Yeah. And V then throttles him, lifts him mm. up, and he's you know he's pretty shot up at this point. Yeah. Although he is wearing body armor, as we do see, which looks it, wonderfully homemade. It and does, doesn't it? it looks like, like a knight's. It, it looks. I couldn't figure out when he dropped it if it was mm. actually like. I mean, I watched it a couple of times. I couldn't figure out if it was like a really homemade Kevlar mm. breastplate, or or something he got off a stove. And it was just steel, a very thick piece of steel it, it or something. It looked to me like a, you know, a, a knight's armour. Yeah, like a, a breastplate. Yeah, it looked... to steel. Really. Maybe he's the type of guy, though, who's that badass. He would fashion a modern working bulletproof vest that yeah. just looked like That's a, true. That a is... Victorian, you know... Because the thing is, very... to fit in with the V 
time period. They they used to wear them very prominent Not steel Victor- I'm breastplates. I'm saying Victorian. And, I don't fucking yeah. mean Victorian. No, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I know Edwardian you, or you know something. The, the, you know the old conquist- you know the old conquistador yeah. sort of steel hat, steel yeah. breastplate. That's yeah. probably the look he's going for with yeah. that. And but yeah, it is. It is shot to fuck. It's bullet, isn't it? It's shot to fuck. Um, but Do you he, notice where he leans on the wall and his blood stain leaves yeah. a V? Yes. It's a V shape. Yeah. A lot of V's in this film. A yeah. lot of V's. Um, and he does, he makes it back to the train. He is literally riddled with oh, bullets. Fucked. He is fucked. There's blood coming. I think, did you see blood come out of the. I'm not sure. I don't, I don't think you do, actually. Yeah. Um, That'd have been cool if you did, though. Yeah. And he does tell Evie that he loves her. She's still at the train. Yeah. And that's where you get the, the greatest gift, is that you, mm. you told me that back. Mm. Uh, and at this point, though, you've got civilians coming through Trafalgar Square, marching on Parliament. I mean, there's a, a horde of people. He all asked wearing, them to be there a year he ago. He to be there, and they're all mm. there. They're all wearing his outfit. He gets laid, V gets laid in state in the train mm. with the roses and his... And, uh, she does a good job of that in a short space of time. She does. She, bless she does. Yeah. With no For a diminutive size, yeah. 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 She drags a reasonably muscled man in and yeah. lays him in state yeah. and Fair never has a peek under his mask. I bet she I did. Would, uh, I would. I would. Wouldn't you? Did wouldn't you? <laughs> looks yeah. like his hands. Oh, <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah. Looks like somebody set his face on fire, put it out with a fucking screwdriver. Looks like his cock as well. Uh, what was I missing? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, Looks like literally someone set his face on fire and put it with a golf shoe. Yeah, well, That's what it looks like. Do you reckon his, his genitals were b- burnt off? Well, maybe, but he does have feelings for it, so that ingests some kind of yeah, ben, genital some motivation. Some feelings originate from above the waist. I know that's <laughs> no, they don't. No, they don't. <laughs> Love. Liar. 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 That's why it's it all starts with you that original tingle of the balls. Try it. Try it sometime. <laughs> it all starts with the original tingle of the balls and then it progresses to a chemical... Tingling your balls then when you say you love your mum. You need to take the elastic... <laughs> no, because I don't say that. Ben, you need to take the elastic band off. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it shouldn't be every tingling. single Every single relationship... Like we play balls, wouldn't it? <laughs> every single relationship starts with lust. Yeah. And then it progresses to that chemical infatuation known as love. Yep. So there you go. And it's sweet. Not saying a word. <laughs> what do you want me to say? You're not going to try and, <laughs> and like, make a case for love being a shit thing. It bores in the system. Love we is... write Valentine's Day cards next. Love You're a corporate going... stooge. Love is going in the reggae box. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be, buying, you'll be buying Valentine's Day cards I next. I did get a Valentine's Day card. There you go, you bought into the system. I bought two, one for the kids to write for her as well. Oh. Yep. Why would you give your missus the choice of another lover coming in, even if badly written by her children? She might think she's got another admirer, who knows? Are you suggesting a girlfriend's a fucking moron? <laughs> no. So she's getting why two Valentine's she cards. About who the why other why she give one for her kids? Because that's just what kids do. They like to give their mum one. Yes. <laughs> you want to rephrase that? But he gets tingly balls. <laughs> no, because I don't tell my parents I love them anymore. I'm just thirty fucking five, and I have to say that. <laughs> it's gone past that. They don't kiss as fuck. Oh man, harsh. <laughs> Oh, you said it. I said, yeah, you, you, you said you, the you love comes from tingling your balls. Yeah. Did he not say that? 
I did, but I was referring to relationships, and not not family. Well, that's why I was pointing the floor. Maybe, your argument well, maybe, between. maybe there's something going on with you that we don't know about. Well, me and your mum, everyone knows about that. <laughs> oh, oh! You still owe me money for that. <laughs> you said it was on the house. Yeah, I lied. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, that escalated quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go into the film. <laughs> no, it's your turn in the barrel, Ben. <laughs> I'm going to the barrel. <laughs> I'm saying that all I was saying that every relationship starts off with that initial lust, and then you end up with the. So V must. Trying to justify so then, your so then <laughs> if I were you, I'd be one of something digging that hole. Well, you? whatever. Oh. Oedipus, Oedipus, Oedipus. <laughs> so no, I haven't seen your dad in a while. Let's get back to it. Oh. We take a break, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a good break. Let's get excited. Yeah. Alright, so back to it then, and uh, so Finch finds uh, Evie, as she's just kind of looking down at V, and he's laid in state in his fertiliser-filled firework explosive train. <laughs> he says to her, you know, don't, step away from the lever, and she says no, but she doesn't pull it straight away, does she? She says, what the country needs now, what this country needs more than a building right now, it needs hope. Finch lowers his gun. And the troops, at this point, have got no leadership whatsoever because you think a Sutler's gone, Creed is gone, all the high-ranking party members are gone or in hiding. Mm. They get no orders and the generals, the officers, tell them just to stand down. And also, let's face it, no, no general wants, even in Britain in these days, wants civilian deaths on their hands because you know that there's a lot more of them than there is of you. Mm. And eventually those guns, you know, all them guns you've got, yeah, it ain't gonna make any difference if you've got half the population of London marching on you. Mm. Yeah, well, that's very yeah. true. He knows. So he, 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 and also you suspect that maybe the the army doesn't like yeah. what's going on. You know, mm. there's been to be some general, you know, officers there like you know, I, I yeah, I'm, I'm part of this, but I don't really like it. I'm not so opening. I'm not telling my men to open fire on their families. Effectively, is yeah. what you're kind of saying, really, isn't it? I mean. Yeah. You've got no choice in the matter, really. Uh, it, they might be wearing costumes or whatever. They're still they're civilians. Yeah. You know they know that. The soldiers I mean, know that. When we had the the recent spate of terror attacks, and the soldiers were deployed in the streets, I was speaking to a friend of mine, you know, and they fucking hated it. Mm. They hated being on the streets because they didn't see that as their job. Mm. It's not their job to shoot people on the streets. Mm. To do it in desert towns. <laughs> to do it in desert towns <laughs> and various other places. But it's not their job to be on the streets mm. policing the country. No. Mm. The no the and they didn't like it. They were, of course, wrong. Well, they had to do it because the police force had been caught. Mm. Of course. And so Evie then starts the train. And you see the, the flood of people heading across Parliament Square, which is I think is actually quite close to Parliament, considering it's about to go to hell. Mm. Parliament Square is not that far away from from Parliament. You and I have been there, Mike. On yeah. the, on the, it's it's you know, anti-austerity march. Couple of hundred, couple of hundred meters away. Mm. Probably not enough for the explosion that he's got planned here. Yeah. And it was like, oh, it was the eighteen twelve overture kicks off again. I don't, know that's, mm. I don't know if that's been played with the speakers or not, or is just a soundtrack of the film. Mm. I don't know. But 
I found this scene incredibly satisfying. <laughs> yeah. Watching Parliament go up. In bits. In bits. Awesome. Nice fireworks display. Yeah. The, the rockets went into the V shape. Yeah. It was fantastic. I mean, I don't think I'm doing it justice really by describing yeah. it. I mean, you've got to go and see it. Mm. Imagine if you're American, watching. Imagine watching the White House go up like that. Well, they've seen it in um, what's the movie? Independence Day. Yeah, but not by an anarchy fueled fireworks display. Aliens, you know. Aliens, aliens, illegal aliens. Same thing. They've seen the visual. Yeah, but is it? Would Would you rather have your 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 house of government destroyed by a aliens or b massively impressive explosive fireworks display? My point is, they've seen. They've got a visual alternative to this. Because, yeah, it's an alien that blows it up in Independence Day, but you still get an awesome model let's, shot. Yeah, let's not forget the helicopter full of Secret Service guys who tragically perished in that, you know, moment. Thank you for your service. But, yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, that's not a mockery. Doing the job, man. Doing the job. No, no, I'm just saying, that's what you say, isn't it, yeah. when a government person, you know. That's what Trump likes to say. Thanks for the service. Thank you for your service. Um, um, it's an incredibly metal Viking burial. No, he likes to say thank you for the blowjob, Mr. Uh, Daniels. Yeah, allegedly. Maybe. Um, Sorry. Yeah, he's laying in state, he's gone on a train, it's blown up on him. It's a great Viking funeral, that's how I want to go. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. And then the um, the end shot of the film. I can't guarantee that I could arrange for you to for it to happen just like V, but I could definitely just dump your dead body on a train. <laughs> <laughs> just leave you there. Uh, on a train to Stoke or something. <laughs> yeah, no, it's what he wanted. <laughs> am, I, am I laid out with roses and you know, full of surrounded by fertilizer and explosives? Nah, uh, just trampies. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's not the same. Soaked in trampies. Uh, Thrown on a train to Stoke. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best I could do. <laughs> <laughs> and Stoke's not even somewhere I want to go alive. Am I dead? Uh, 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 <laughs> I played poker in Stoke. Is that where you won the? Uh, <laughs> you were the second best poker player in Shropshire. It, it was Shropshire, West Midlands, and North Wales. Oh, I do apologise. Uh, yeah. Second best poker player in Shropshire, the West Midlands, and North Wales. There you go. You obviously weren't playing for money then, Mike. I did, I won 300 quid. <laughs> oh, yeah. We won't well, tell him anything else about that, will we? <laughs> when you say best poker player free. in Shropshire, my mind goes to like high rolling, do you know what I mean? Amateur poker player, pub pub poker. Oh, okay. It's only pub poker, but for a tenner, tenner only win three hundred. It ain't bad, is it? No, it's tax free. I don't know how to play poker. The, bene- the benefits office don't know about that, um, will they? Tax free. <laughs> yeah, well, I think Blair made the tax free. I bet they would cut your benefits for it. If they knew. Anyway, we end up, the, the end shot of the film was all the people removing their masks and hoods and mm. their people we've seen throughout the film. Dead as well. Stephen Fry's there. The the actress yeah. is there. That little girl. And it's also sort of just point is, V can be anybody. And she says, well, "Who was he?" Finn says, "Who was he?" And she says, "Well, he was he was my father. He was he was he was he reels up all these names. He's anybody we want him to be. My he's father, the guy that's st- yeah. Sister, my, yeah. He's the guy that stood up, and we don't need to know his name. He is mm. all the people who stood up and spoke out against this regime. Yeah." And that is the end of the film. And we end up with the Rolling Stones. Mm. Great film. Yeah. And I was... So this first time I've watched it in a long time. And I was struck how 
pertinent it was to today's, both in America and here, political climate. Yeah. yeah. Uh, not that I'm the biggest, I'm not the politics correspondent of the show, but, um, you know, all the Antifa stuff, the... All the um, anti-capitalism stuff. Yeah, well, all the just... All the rioting in the streets, everybody, Antifa, the alt-right. It's not quite, that I wouldn't sort of, quite call it rioting in the streets, I'd call it There's been a protest. lot of rioting in the streets, though. Well, you'd call it protest, but, like, why just smash up a local business? Well, I don't agree with that. Yeah, that is rioting. Well, there's been a lot of that there all over the that, world. Yeah. A lot of violence in the streets. Mm-hmm. You know, and the It normally happens, though, when you come up against armed police and, and yeah. soldiers. But my point is... It just reminded me a lot of all the footage and the montage. Oh yeah, shows. completely. Yeah. Um, you know, and again, I'm not. The mask itself has been adopted. Who's that? We're just getting a phone call on Facebook. I'll mute it. Hey, that bragged me the fuck. <laughs> my phone's not here, so it wasn't me. Hey. Yeah, it just and then you've got the whole Brexit thing happening and the rise yeah. of fascism all around the world. Nigel fucking Farage. Um, which is what. Which I'm interested to know what you think. This isn't a criticism of the film, from my opinion. This is a quote from um, Alan Moore, who I'm sure we probably said in part one, wrote the original comic book. This yes, is all did, his yeah. original idea, the character, all of this. And he wanted well, nothing he to do... He and another um, chap, I'll tell you his name in a second. The artist. But, um, he refuses any monies... Oh, David Lloyd, sorry, David yeah. Lloyd. So he didn't want his name on it, based on reading the script long really? before the movie went into production. Um, and this is his quote. What had originally been a straightforward battle of ideas between anarchy and fascism had been turned, in, turned into a kind of ham-fisted parable of 9-11 and the war against terror, in which the words anarchy and fascism appear nowhere. It struck me that for Hollywood to make V for Vendetta, it was a way for thwarted and impotent American liberals to feel that they were making some kind of statement about how pissed off they were with the current situation without really risking anything. It's all set in England, which I think that probably, in most American eyes, is a kind of a fairy tale kingdom where we still perhaps still have giants. It doesn't really exist. It might as well be in the land of us for most Americans, so you can get set your political parable in this fantasy environment called England and then you can vent your spleen against George Bush and the neoconservatives. Those were my feelings and I must admit those are completely based upon not having the, seen the film even once <laughs> but having read a certain amount of the screenplay. That was enough. So I think, and from what I've read in another interview you with him, his original comic book was Fascism versus Anarchy. Yeah. Whereas he's saying that this is more about neoconservative um, versus uh, social democracy. Versus, yeah, that kind of an argument. Um, where I think he's saying there's something even more fundamental yeah. than that. But when he puts it in those terms and you think about it being, and this isn't me criticising it, I'm not, um, but the year it was made, 2004, released in 2005, yeah, yeah, yeah. what was going on politically with George Bush and everything then? And you can see what that this is, yeah, and the, the references to Guan, the visual references to Guantanamo Bay and... They mention Iraq and Syria, Prothero's service mm. record, things like that. And, and it's America, and I'm trying to remember in the comic book, um, 
But in the movie, the virus thing is made for the movie. That's not in the book, is it? It's American Civil War. That's in right. The, the war they started. Yeah. Brother alludes to that, so he's mm. just going to get the comic book and nod. the war they started. Yeah. And now they've dissolved into anarchy themselves, and we had to become a strong religious Christian right wing nation to survive. And it's all about England mm. prevails and all that. And God Farage would be creaming himself over that if that happened. He would. Well, here's um, another little quote from him that I thought you might like, Mike, because uh, this is your sort of thing. Because although he wrote the story of V using violence in the fictional story, his own political. This is Alan Moore again. I don't believe that a violent revolution is ever going to work, simply on the grounds that it never has in the past. I mean, speaking as a resident of Northampton, during the English Civil War we backed Cromwell and provided all the boots for his army, and we were a centre of anti-royalist sentiment. Incidentally, we provided all the boots to the Confederates as well, (laughs) so obviously we know how to pick a winner. Cromwell's revolution? I guess it succeeded. The king was beheaded, which was quite early in the day for beheading, amongst the European monarchy. I think we can, concla- we can claim to have kicked off that trend. But give it another ten years, as it turned out, Cromwell himself was a monster. He was every bit the monster that Charles I had been. In some ways, he was worse. He banned Christmas and dancing. Well, there you go. So, yeah. um, he's Same. all for peaceful res- revolution with ideas will, and education. The only... Yeah, I'll, slightly disagree with him on the first quote because I think well yes he wrote that at the time as a bit of Thatcherism and anarchy but I think that if you're going to portray mediums I'm going to sound like I'm fucking an art student now if you're going to betray (laughs) if you're going to betray a medium and the message you have to update that message I get yeah yeah Um, so yes oh yeah oh he's almost saying though they're crying liberal tears over Bush mm. but no you've got to bring this is where it could go yeah, but he's We've, saying that fascism and anarchy are not just some kind of trend. They're, they're, yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're political. Yeah, and it's still anarchy. It's still, he's inciting the civilians to unrest, but it's just you've got to bring it to a point. Because if you'd have put that film in the 80s and, and he was rebelling against Thatcher, no one would have got it in 2005. You've got to bring it up to speed, doesn't it? The cinema. Yeah. Uh, he's actually taken his name off a lot of his yeah. stuff. League well, of Extraordinary Gentlemen. That's what started it. He that, saw that and went, "Fuck this!" Yeah. <laughs> Hollywood Which, bit of a up. bit of a drunken pleasure for me, that actually. Uh, it's a oh, guilty pleasure. Oh, I didn't like it. I don't say it's a fantastic sorry, film, guys, but we, yeah, sorry, we were on about his uh, other notable works. So, um, from Hell, you were right. The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, um, Swamp Thing. Really, something. Yeah, he kind of brought Swamp Thing back, and uh, I remember the animated series when we were kids. Uh, yeah, um, well, he did apparently. I've never read it, but apparently his um, Swamp Thing is a really quite deep, um, beautiful. As I would book. expect. Yeah. Um, uh, the Ballad of Halo Jones, which is a 2000 AD thing. Um, there's some that I've not heard of, to be honest. Voice of the Fire, Watchmen, Superman. Watchmen, of course. Yeah, Whatever Happens to the Man of Tomorrow. And let's not just wash over that. Watchman, Watchmen is considered. I guess the seminal work in comic books, yeah. If not the, definitely one of, uh, as like, what you can do with that medium and absolutely, you know, you set it against once again set it against the, a, a, 
an 80s backdrop but in the not too distant future because it's, it's mm. set in the 80s when Nixon's had yeah is he got third term now or something, something like that right now. and yeah I mean we, that, that's a future film episode to be fair Watchmen oh yeah that's awesome if you watch the Watchmen and we were saying just before that we were talking about anarchy and fascism and here's back to Mr Moore himself um, on that subject I was talking earlier about anarchy and fascism being the two poles of politics on one hand you've got fascism with the bound bundle of twigs. That's their symbol, isn't it? And then um, in mm. masonry. Or oh, because yeah, it's all mm. together we're stronger. Kind of. yeah. If you if you take one twig and stab it into your knee, that's easier. If you have 50 it, yeah. tied up, then it's. Well, that's what he says. You it, can't do it. The idea that in unity and uniformity there is strength. On the other hand, you have anarchy, which is completely determined by the individual and where the individual determines his or her own life. Now, if you move that into the spiritual domain, then in religion, I find very much the spiritual equivalent of fascism. The word religion comes from the root word ligare, which is the same root word as ligature and ligament, and basically means bound together in one belief. It's basically the same as the idea behind fascism. There's not even necessarily a spiritual component to it. Everything from the Republican Party to the Girl Guides could be seen as a religion, in that they are bound together in one belief. So to me, like I said, religion becomes very much the spiritual equivalent of fascism. Yeah, well, I like that. Yeah. yeah. All for that. I love everything this guy says, to be honest. He's pretty awesome. Yeah, and he is. And he's a wizard. He loves magic, too. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Awesome. Uh, what are we saying? Fascism, anarchy. So Polar opposites. Because he identifies himself as an anarchist. I haven't written some of that stuff. You, you can fully well, yeah. see why. And I used to, uh, and I fully admit I didn't really understand what it meant, but I went through a heavy Sex Pistols phase at around age 17 to about 18. I always loved them, but there was a heavy phase where I was obsessed with them. And anarchy and like the symbolism of it and that one album. But I didn't really ever truly think mm. I know what it actually would mean because... No. To me, it's one of them things that sounds... I suppose how, it's how you define it. If you're an anarchist by simply following your own rules in a way, but he still follows society's rules to an extent. Everyone has to, to a yeah. point. You know, raping Just, and murdering. Exactly, you know what I mean? to it's, go on... You, you know, to even, you know... He, I'm sure he goes on the bus and follows the protocol and, you know, yeah. social norms sometimes when he comes out of his cave house. <laughs> his cave from, house. From his spells. <laughs> from his... In Northampton. From his, from his castle. Yeah, his castle. He's got a haunted castle on yeah, the hill, yeah, hasn't he? Definitely. So if he trouble, hasn't, I'm um, disappointed. And the trouble is, we've got that um, sort of propaganda about what anarchy is. Mm, so I that's mean, what everyone, everyone believes anarchy is just a state of chaos. Yeah, I mean, mm. that's, that's what we saw a few of You think of no rules, no. And we saw a few of them at the demonstrations we've been on. We had that one guy who turned up. At, I was a member. We were still in Parliament Square, mm. and he was stood on a statue. I forget which one it was. Like, and he was dressed in full combat gear with a gas mask on, letting off a smoke bomb. Mm. You know, yeah, that bloke's probably more of an anarchist than the rest of us who yeah. was here to kind of. He, he's like, he's professionally. He's got like all the kit and everything, and we're here. You know, so. It, that's the difference between your casual protester mm. and your guy that turns up every week and well, lets our smoke grenades. I think it's more than that. that. I think it's, 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 a belief that, it's a belief that the individual can't be and shouldn't be ruled mm. and they should be free to do what they want to do. That's based, you kind of bang on what he, there's a nice little quote here from him again. 
Uh, he says, after all, when you mention the idea of anarchy to most people, they will tell you what a bad idea it is because the biggest gang would just take over, which is pretty much how I see contemporary society. Yes, right. We live in a badly developed anarchist situation in which the biggest gang has taken over and have declared that it is not an anarchist situation, that it is a capitalist or a communist situation. But I tend to think that anarchy is the most natural form of politics for a human being to actually practice. All it means, the word, is no leaders. Not an archon. No leaders. And I think that if we actually look at a nature without prejudice, we find that this is the state of affairs that usually pertains. Yeah, well, yeah, the biggest gang takes charge. You get the most yeah. votes, you're the biggest gang, aren't you? It's like what George Carlin said. He said that uh, people individually are mm. perfect. He says you can see the universe, well, in, you, their, you see the universe <laughs> in their eyes. Mm. He says when they start to group together, he said that's when the problems start. Yeah. So they, they give up, they give mm. over their sort of... Well, we're, we're pack animals yeah. at the end of the day we are we're, we're always we always want to belong to a tribe and that, that comes in a football you know, I think we, it's we, in Expendables it comes... 2 isn't it where um, the lone wolf Chuck Norris yeah he turns up at the end and they say hey I thought you were the lone wolf and he says sometimes it's fun to run with the pack I fucking love that movie ah, you know Expendables okay. 2 uh, but you it's, know it's such a, it's, it's sometimes you know, it is fun you know to run with you know the pack I'm going to put it out there perfect action movie it's amazing You've got everything. You've got the revenge. You've got the gunfights. You've got Schwarzenegger saying other people's catchphrases. Exactly. People saying Schwarzenegger's yeah. catchphrases. It's like a catchphrase dick it, yeah. competition. It's like they like, knew exactly what they were going to do. My catchphrase is bigger than yours. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. It's and, and you know. It's wonderful. And they allude to other films. Mm. You know, Van Damme does a roundhouse kickboxer thing. He kicks so, a knife into somebody's. He does. He does. What would you want in a <laughs> film? He kicks. A knife exactly. into another and man's chest. And then Jason Statham, Jason Statham plays a priest. Who throws knives. Who throws knives. Just, I know pronounce you, man and knife. And then oh. throws a knife at someone's neck. What more do you want in a film? <laughs> it's wonderful. And then he's swinging that incense thing around. Yeah, like cracking people in the skull with that. It's fantastic. It's magnificent. I don't have enough adjectives to describe. No, I don't. It's, uh, My own vocabulary is oh, it's just not strong enough. It's a pinnacle of cinematic achievement. It is one of the perfect action movies out there. Action movie? <laughs> movie? <laughs> well, well, all right, fair enough. Yeah, I'll probably agree with that. It's better than Casablanca. <laughs> That'd be Mike's hell. Like, <laughs> Me and Gaz pick the films for that. Chocolate orange. Cockwork orange. Chocolate orange. Mike's been kidnapped by t- been kidnapped by Nestle and made to eat chocolate oranges over and over again. That's that film. After you rescue me, why? I was thinking. Me and guests blow away the walls. I don't want to be rescued. I'm here to save your life, man. We've had ten years planning. Twenty years planning. Drilling with our guns. Twenty years planning. I've lost both my legs and diabetes. Too much to look quick. His skin's turned to like orange foil. <laughs> he's, he's literally, he's literally growing orange skin over his own skin. <laughs> he's, he's he's more orange than man at this point. And, uh, and if we like like punch him on the top of the head or just tap him on the top of the head, <laughs> he's he splits into segments. <laughs> oh no! What we each, each more each more powerful than the last, and that's how we get out. Oh. That's right itself. See that would happen with, with Trump. 
If I tap Donald Trump on the head, we used to do eight segments. And if you tap him on yes, the head, you get would. bit by that nondescript small mammal that he calls hair. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Get him, boy. <laughs> It's almost like your ravage fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> ravage. And what is the animal onto a Trump's head called? Um, give us, give a suggestion. A Trump Listen. head. What would he I call it? A Trumpongola Anarchy. He <laughs> <laughs> probably call it Dollar or something like that. <laughs> he does love a dollar. Uh, it's probably some really old-fashioned American sort of name. Ah, uh, good probably point. Probably Donald. Yeah, yeah it's called Donald. 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 imagination. I think that was true. Donald yeah. one, Donald two, yeah. Donald one, Donald two. Here's a reminder of that for you, Joseph. Yeah. He's been quite quiet, actually. Only Big D. Who? Donny. Oh, Donny. Donny's been quite Donnie quiet. Donny. Donny and Donny. He's been quite quiet recently. Donny baby. The Don one. The, the um, orange murder clone. Well, as described earlier, though, he's plotting to uh, encourage us to go and start a fight with Russia. Yeah. So he's sitting back quietly uh-huh. while we all worry about nerve agents. And I'm not worried about nerve agents. I saw a, a thing on my Facebook that, that said Trump's passport was found at the scene. Uh, Trump, <laughs> Trump, not Trump, Pu- Putin's. Oh, yeah, of course. I was a, was a Rush Jail Herald or something like that. I'm, I'm not sure, but it, I saw it, so it was real. <laughs> It's like the Arabs' passports that yeah. fell from, oh, the, they were from, the, from the 9-11. <laughs> oh, that's just incredible. Right. You just happened to be you know, there. And the you know, the worst <laughs> thing is because one day we've got to do... Nine, no we're, teeth. We're going to have to do a 9-11 episode and we've got to try and make it... That's the day he get gets cut. Yeah, we've got to make, make a joke. We've got to try and crack jokes during a 9-11 episode. I don't think we're going to. I think that's that might be a somber one. Plus, nah, I don't know. We just won't talk about the people. As long as you don't... I listen to a lot of true crime ones. That are yeah, comedies, that's true. And they always yeah. say, like, look, we don't laugh at the victims, or the victims' families, but the inept cops surrounding it yeah. and the actual murderers, a fair game. Mm. So I guess when we do 9-11, we could take the piss we'll out just, of the government and their ridiculousness. And we'll mock the hijackers, of course. And the hijackers, but um, I guess, yeah. Anyway... Back to this one. What are we on about? Whenever, whenever, have we never approach something with a sensitivity. <laughs> <laughs> Every time Ben speaks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is that. <laughs> yeah. Should we, um, should we uh, wrap up a V with a bit of hearing from Alan Moore himself, Mike? I mean, we're going to do yeah. some the, the, the symbology of it. There's some great symbolism in this film as well. The mask, for one. Yeah. Well, this we can hear a little, a nice little. Feature about the mask. Oh, go on then, yes. Yeah, so we'll tr- well, Alan Moore tell the tale. Yeah. Will be better story because uh, if you've no, never heard him talk, uh, you've got to look this guy up, man. Um, he's an amazing writer and a fucking awesome dude, man. Like, it's so interesting. Uh, he really believes his magic stuff. He wants to be Merlin, doesn't he? <laughs> uh, he? He probably is. He possibly is. Yeah. He's yeah. awesome. So uh, yeah, let's see, let's see what he says about the old V. Yep. Let's do that. You won't recognise this man unless you read comics. That industry still underground, at the cultural margins. But to the numerous, if predominantly male, aficionados, Alan Moore is a god who revolutionised the art form. I suppose that the main drive is to find the edge of something and then throw myself over it. From Hell, 
Watchmen, The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen are all vintage more. So many of his comics have been turned into films that his impact on popular culture is disproportionate to his fame. And V for Vendetta, his nightmare vision of Britain under a dictatorship, has spawned something else too. It was you, you who appointed these people, you who gave them the power to make your decisions for you. That Guy Fawkes mask worn by the book's anti-hero V has been an inescapable presence at the anti-capitalist protests around the world. A face in the crowd from Wall Street to Tokyo via Mexico, Argentina and Seoul, adding an element of anonymity and performance to the Occupy protest movement. So what does the man behind the mask think? Channel 4 News took Alan Moore to meet the demonstrators for the first time. He was led round the St Paul's Cathedral camp by one of the Occupy crew. I mean, the reason I haven't been down before is because I didn't want to make too much of a thing of the, uh, the V-masks and stuff no. like that. I've, I've admired you from afar. Within minutes, he's face to face with his creation. It's a bit surprising when some of your characters who you thought you'd made up suddenly seem to escape into ordinary reality. I mean, what is it about the mask that is... Is it just useful or, or what? The whole um, like character is very relevant to what we're doing at the moment because uh, we're going against a system which we feel is corrupt um, and uh, so we're doing the same kind of thing as what happened in the movie. Alan Moore is too genuinely friendly to take issue with that mention of the movie but he hates the way his work's been misappropriated as he sees it. If you're looking for the guilty, you need only look into a mirror. He never wanted films made, took his name off the credits and refuses the presumably pretty hefty fees to which he's entitled. Fairness, justice and freedom are more than words. They are perspectives. Time Warner profits every time a V-mask is bought. For many, that encompasses the contradiction of the iPod-using, Starbucks-drinking anti-capitalist movement. Moore, though, is amused by what he claims is the company's embarrassment at the association. For V is a nameless, faceless agitator who uses violence and wit to bring down a fascist government. Alan Moore is a self-proclaimed anarchist. Don't expect him to criticise these protesters. What do you think of it? Well, I'm, uh, I'm amazed, I'm very impressed and I'm rather touched. The people here are amazing. I think that this is probably the best organised and most forward-thinking protest that I've ever had experience of. That attitude to global protest isn't shared by one of the dominant figures in the American comics industry. Frank Miller, the writer behind Sin City and Batman The Dark Knight Returns, called Occupy Wall Street a pack of louts, thieves and rapists. Nonsense, says Moore. If there's something in the world happening that you don't agree with, protest against it. If there's something that you wish existed in the world, then work towards realising it. The US comic tradition is of superheroes who save the world and embody American values. That's not Alan Moore's world view. The one place gods inarguably exist is in our minds, where they are real beyond refute, in all their grandeur and monstrosity. His work often explores spiritual and philosophical ideas. Rebellion is what drives British comic writing, he says. This goes right the way down to people like... Leo Baxendale's Bash Street Kids, um, on a simple innocuous level like that, Dennis the Menace. There is an, a strong um, strand of anarchy that runs through nearly all of the important characters 
in British culture. I think that uh, America is perhaps a more God-fearing and authority-fearing culture. Those anti-establishment Wall Street demonstrators, though, have Alan Moore fired up. Perhaps optimistically, he compares the people behind the global protests to a tidal wave. I don't think that they are the cause of the wave. They are simply the medium that the wave is moving through. A tidal wave cannot be said to have succeeded or failed. Uh, all that it can be said to have done is to have changed things, often monumentally. It may sound like exaggeration or the start of a comic, but then Alan Moore isn't just a comic writer, but a spiritualist, a performance artist, even a magician, and to his many fans, an anarchic visionary. What a guy. Yeah. Um, I did like, uh, really liked what he said about um, in British comics, even from something like the Bass Street Kids. Absolutely. Which for any American listener is a, a the, children's comic. It's the Beano. Yeah, from the Beano. And they are anarchic and rebellious. Yeah. And, and Dennis the Menace. I mean, yeah. you know. He... <laughs> Outsiders, which I suppose is a very British, oh, we'd like to think, wouldn't we? Um, but... Yeah, um, I like that little quote from him, and I like that he was touched. And I think I've said it on the cast before, I admired what they did with the Occupy movement, but my stance on it was always a cynical one, but I think... It's not going to achieve anything. Yeah, as nice as it is, as good on you guys as it is, you're trying to use peaceful sitting down and inconvenience to stop the giant immovable cogs of global... Um, capitalism. capitalism which you know and I always think of it in this like visual in my mind a bit like a comic book of they're right down there on the street imagine being up on floor number oh, I don't know yeah. 400 and whatever yeah. in the suit looking down at the ants having just made three million dollars yeah. that morning for your own pocket mm. and thinking oh yeah. you know what might buy myself a Lamborghini yeah, but, the imagine, coming but imagine if mm. it was all the people doing that that's a different scenario Mm, if you yeah. perhaps join them, protesters, and other people have done the same, me, myself, mm. Ben, others... It's romantic, though, and I agree with that. Then we may have got but, a change. But I knew that that wouldn't happen, because I know what because people that's are the like. Only, that's the only way change no, ever happened. Me and Gaz, we just spent mm. three weeks off work, losing money, and nothing would have changed. That's the only way change ever happened. Exactly. So it was, but we can't afford it. it Sadly, we're, we're so in, indebted to the system, indebted yeah. to the system, that we can't happened. afford to have three weeks yeah. off work. No, it's yeah, the only way it's ever happened. I know that, but I've still got to live. And it would be nice to turn up in a V-mask and yeah, great. that, but real life... You're saying it can't happen, I'm saying it's the only way it's ever happened. And I'm just saying, and I agree with you, but I also agree. As soon as that all occupied thing happened, I was, because at the time I was engaged to that girl, I mentioned it last episode, I'm not obsessed, I swear. Um, but the fact <laughs> is, she lived in a hippified, the most hippified environment I'd ever been in. Mm. You know, a nice village in Somerset. Um, Somerset? Yeah, and um, very close to Glastonbury. And I met her at Glastonbury. Anyway, I was the only one who, everyone there thought the occupied thing um, was literally just amazing like we're emotional about it yeah it's so good and i had was the only one with the cynical view of yes it's lovely i see why you all think that but i'm telling you it will achieve nothing yeah, yeah i am with you precisely on that. I, nothing. I, am, I yeah. wish it did achieve something but it has achieved something but, but what though really well it's achieved awakening people 
to a point. Other people then get inspired by that. Mm. And the, the Million Mass March grows every year, doesn't it? I'm going to be totally honest. What's that? You've not heard of it. It's every 5th of November, the masks are going to be a one-time yeah, thing. It's, the, it's for the film, isn't it? The 5th of November. And oh, right. And I like the way in that clip the, the guy mentioned the film and me and Gaz were both raised our eyebrows at each other at that mm. point and went, ooh, we ain't going to be like you. Yeah. I ain't going to like that. As I said it's before, graceful. it's you've got to update the message, haven't you? Of course. Yeah. So yes, they wouldn't be out there on the streets occupying Wall Street, living in tents if they were, if if that film was about Thatcherism mm. and anarchy. Oh, I be, don't think it was the film. Yeah, I was well, say, I he says the film. Like the guy what, in the, in the oh yeah, no, well, the no, film. I think what Mike's saying is I don't think it was the film or the book. No, a I small mean, percentage of people in that protest saw that film and know oh, yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. But the ma- I think the mass majority yeah. of them just know that's the mask. Yes, I saw it. That's when, become when the symbol. Was a, when Alan, when, he, so when that guy said the film, he went. Ugh. It was the banking yeah. crash that caused. Yeah, it. Well, yeah, of course. It's it literally. Thing. Hey, hang on. Sorry, sorry to interrupt like that. That was yeah. quite rude. But you know, remember when we talked about Slenderman? What a meme actually was. Where the word came from, Richard Dawkins. It's an idea yeah. that spreads like a gene. Mm-hmm. So in that crowd. That mask is literally a meme yeah. that spread. People yeah. might not have seen the movie, but they know if you go to this type of mm. protest for these ideas against yeah. those things, you wear that mask, and it spread mimetic. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, the problem the Occupy movement failed was because they had no set goals. Mm. It was just to disrupt, and it didn't go anywhere. So were they pushing stockbrokers into hedges? That kind of thing. Were they? Just, I don't <laughs> know. Were they? Or were they just camping outside? Just I mean, camping outside, trying to trying to. Block yeah, the road. Block and the cogs, like you say, of, of capitalism. But mm. Trying to inconvenience. But if enough people... I know, yeah. theoretically, yes. That's how but, it's always happened. But the reality is, though, you know, you just said that... How can people like me and Ben... You are. We're slaves to the machine. Yeah, who we don't, are. If, if they didn't work for three weeks, wouldn't be able to pay the rent, and things would just start snowballing, and it would be catastrophic, because they live paycheck to paycheck, which is a massive percentage of society yeah, yeah. they literally yeah. can't practically and as much as they might like to can't yeah, I, 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 I Saturday who says mm. it has to be for three weeks it can be over in a well, couple of days you know I mean? storming well, of the Bastille and all that and yeah but we're not they had guns what happens to my well, job then? A, a peaceful revolution will society though? still be what happens to my job the next day when I still have deliveries to do because I still need to pay the rent yeah all the landlords are not Overnight, that's, that's the landlords. That's why you've got to have things in place. You see, mm. that's why you have political parties mm. because they have the things in place to take over. But that's anarchy. Then that's that's no, that's, that's that's who's got the biggest club again, isn't it? Yeah. So always we're going to come back to who's got the biggest gang. Well, I'm going to join the club that feeds me and protects me. Whatever club that so, is. So so basically the. the in our entire society, I think the basic we, we can take from this, from our conclusions, is that society is effectively flawed because the biggest gang is always going to be in charge, regardless of whether you agree with that or not. That's what Alan said, it's and, a broken yeah, yeah, And we all have to, I mean, me and Gaz have to yeah. go to work to pay the rent. I mean, yeah. so therefore, we, we can't take days off work to go and protest because we're slaves to the system and days pay. Well, that's, yeah. a, that's a, still a big chunk of the other one. Couldn't do it. We, we, I can go on a Saturday if it's, that, if it's going mm. on then. I can do a Saturday, but yeah. But what, say we get in, a government takes over. Right, first thing we're going to do, we're going to make the the banks public. Yeah, but someone's going to get in. Yeah. To do that in the first place, but 
because the majority of people are brainwashed already, they've got to get in first. It's and we can't protest against it because we're all slaves to the well, system. That's the, that's the job of the political parties is, is to persuade people, isn't it? Yeah. So the conclusion of our movie review is we're <laughs> fucked as a society. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Society screwed, no matter who. Wonderful. No matter whether you agree with the current biggest gang who's in or not, they're in for a bit until you get a bigger gang. We need them to give us things that we need. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, that's great. V is a great film, it's a great comic book. The November the 6th, mm-hmm. what the fuck happens? Yeah. Do you go to work? Where do you get because your from? Do you have to fight a bloke? Have I, I, I still got to go to work on November 6th? Mm. Because who's going to be ordering stationary well, products well, just that because, day after? Just yeah. because we we ourselves lack the imagination doesn't mean... Well, I know that, but I'm doing, we're doing it in a practical sense here. I mean... Is no, literally, got, is my missus got to send me to the local co-op to fist fight for a loaf of bread? <laughs> yeah, because the entire country nothing. has just yeah. fell apart. We overthrew the government, then what did we get? So I was assuming that scenario, though, the military would take over. No, But what you've got to look at then is, will the military give over to, will they obey the constitution? They will ration cream eggs, and then, I know that much. Mm, and then go say, well, okay, we're going to have free and democratic elections. Or will they just go, you know what, this country will be better under, some general just goes, you know what, this country will be better under me. Mm-hmm. It happens in other countries. Exactly. And that's the point, because he's got the power. So you end up with, you're well, back to square need, one, aren't you? You've had your v. evolution, you're back to square one. What would you do if there was, if we did have a real life V type fella? who would come on the telly and was like, listen, I'm going to go blow him up and you need to come with me. And then I'd probably be against him. Well, I've got to be honest. I'd be like, hang on, well, mate. Mate, might, don't fuck society completely. I might go, I agree with what he's saying, but I guarantee I wouldn't have showed up in London no. that night. This would be an awesome comic I'd, been, I'd have been sat there in my mask and my yeah. hood and my uh, cushion, <laughs> watching it on me the too. telly. Having a go, beer. Go on, lads. Go on, lads. Go on. That's the British spirit. Go on. <laughs> oh, they're, they're, they're firing on the crowd. Oh, that's not so good. Oh, Ooh. better take this mask off. Yeah, better <laughs> yeah. burn this. For that photo, that, that portrait of the Chancellor clocks with its fucking camera eyes. Yeah. And then just turns into lasers and melting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> then your family come in and find you like with a melted head. It's just a pile of ash yeah. on the sofa. No, your body's still there, but it's like a melted lump. Oh, it's like the, 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 like, do the Joker plasma. zaps with his hand in the yeah. first Batman movie. Oh, just a lump a of charred skeleton, yeah. Head. A melted V mask onto your score that they oh. can't take off for the open oh, casket. Man. Oh, it's, it's grimdark. <laughs> so, yeah, nice idea. <laughs> yeah. Guy Fawkes, you know, we like we said, like, yeah, go on, that's so British that we said. Oh, yeah, yeah I, I got a chub on watching the fireworks go off on, on yeah. as Batman blew up. The reality is, a modern day Guy Fawkes, if he blew everyone up overnight, apparently, my friend, when I was in Poland, they told me about that happened, um, and that's a conspiracy in itself. Every high-ranking member of the Polish government. It sounds like a fucking Adam Sandler oh, fuck, movie. Yeah, it's not. They flew to Russia. And everyone, this, died. Yeah. everyone died. Everyone yeah. died. And there was like a few days of like sort of I don't know chaos. Um, well, not like rioting in the streets or anything, just political chaos. Well, there's, like, a, there's a power vacuum, isn't there? Yeah, like, literally. What the fuck do we do now? They've Ooh, all gone. Watch Designated Survivor. Yeah, yeah, it's the same yeah. idea, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, but in America. So yeah, um, let's say the guy, the modern day guy, Fox does that for us so overnight everyone's gone both parties all parties everyone's gone yeah, yeah. What, what do we do the well, only way it works is if you've got 
like a unified party set up in the in the shadows almost. So you've got mm. some guy who's, who's in charge of, the, of this group. Mm. Then you've got someone's going to be responsible for something someone's going to, and That's all that. And then you literally... Group, yeah, and then That's you true. just... Yeah, but the army would just step in, wouldn't they? They would. They would, they, they would be the only organised yeah. force in the country. Wouldn't yeah. they? So that yeah. in, in, a, in a power vacuum... The that's military what, what immediately happens. steps in. Then you have to rely and on the, the military. the police will still exist. What happened in Egypt, wasn't it? Well, exactly, yeah. Well, in Egypt. And, and I mean, the, uh, our, well, all the Arab countries, Arab Springs, the military stepped in as um, a, in some cases, as a, a temporary measure. Mm-hmm. So, well, we're the only people out there who are organised. Mm-hmm. We'll, yes, we'll put soldiers in the streets, but they are there as a, as police, or the police reorganise... Because yeah. you got you got the police in, I mean, tatters yeah, at this point. Say, the police would still be there, wouldn't yeah, they? So, they, 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 they'd, they'd be very the unorganised. and They'd answer to the army, to, though, wouldn't they'd they? They'd need a few days to get their shit back together. The army are there, that, so they would mm. then replace the army on the streets. And that, you're hoping that the guy who's taken over, the field marshal, whatever... Is it a mania? ...isn't a complete lunatic. You're hoping it's not field marshal Farage, aren't you? <laughs> at well, this point. Because if it's well, him... why we have political parties... Yeah, but at this point, there are no political parties. Well, are they all dead? I thought it was just a building that went... Well, in the, the designated survivor scenario... The, the, um, yeah, the, I'm saying in our, in our uh, actual in our, in scenario, our, let's say a modern day guy fuck succeeds and blows the fucking thing up and everyone's yeah. gone. Like what happened in Poland, uh, yeah. then what happens? The reality of that oh, isn't so that great, That's an it? episode in its own, actually. Mm. The amount of Polish guys at work, and mm. Polish, well, Polish men, I mean, he says to me, oh, yeah... Them Russians blew up our fucking government. Yeah, they did. And you're like, really? Oh yeah, we all believe that. You know, just, there we go. Then plane just went down. Yeah, man. just no went down. Bucks. Just, no, just, yeah. just went. Just, just fell out the sky. Yeah, just, just fell just out the sky. To, just happened to drop. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, so we, uh, what do you think? Should we try and wrap up our feelings on on V for Vendetta? I think I suppose that, we kind of have, but yeah, I mean, just sign it. I mean, wrap it. Up. I mean, basically, oh, cut my have a fu- have a fucking idea. Ideas mm. are bulletproof. Depends what the idea if you re- is. If you represent the good in the world, which you know, you, you, there's evil bastards in charge. Yeah. You've got to try and be a humanist in a way. I would say, which is kind of the Church of Satan thing going which on. Is what Gandhi said. I would yeah, say, well, be fuck, the fuck that nappy wearing. Be the change that you want to be. That was my potential, wasn't it? Also, also an happy wearing cunt. <laughs> All I will say is accept your own insignificance. Oh, <laughs> Skaz is cold. Get your sunglasses on. <laughs> How many sales are we up on the? Uh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, moving on. <laughs> no, 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 we got that bet, remember? Sorry, we got um, that bet, that bet we had. I've got the headphones on. I, I, you can still hear me. Uh, there, there was no timeline. There wasn't. On the bet, there were no. But let's bet on. But I so. consider like five years. I've won the bet. Oh, maybe a year I, actually. I'm being fucking generous. Well, I was going to say I'll update you in five years, definitely. Yeah, because yeah, you fucking sold one to your family, that's why. It's just ticking over, it's fine, you know, ticking over. So, yeah. Uh, but on a serious note, I think, lovely idea, fantastic comic book, great, fantastic yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, love the idea. I think... We all wouldn't be V, let's face yeah, it. I'd be V. Would you be V, Mike? Reality is... I think, well, you wouldn't be, you're a fucking oh, hippie. Hippie. I think in the yeah, reality... Yeah, you have been tortured and made into a superhuman at this point, so would you go for V then? 
<laughs> I think you could be a personal anarchist without stabbing and killing people and shitting in bus stops or anything, <laughs> anything weird like that. Nice link. You could be a personal anarchist just by, you know, not... You know, don't conform completely, don't swallow the... the Steal that pen from Argos. Yeah, don't swallow the company line when you hear the news, do you know what I mean? Don't Just be aware that the mainstream media is telling you a narrative. Don't follow fashions, do what you want to do, yeah. do what you enjoy, be a bit of a personal rebel. But, you know, don't do anything that's going to get you locked up. And don't vote in. Like, don't ever get to a point where a modern-day guy forks like V has to take over the TV system to scold us and tell us, you voted these cunts in. Yeah. Let's try not. If anyone gives anyone gets a bit too religious-y, a bit too right-wing, let's, let's try not, not do not that. Vote, yeah, let's not vote them cunts and in. And don't so, accuse someone who's been opposed to racism for 30 years of racism. Yeah. Of racism, yeah. Let's accept that. Let's, let's not do that. serious spin. We all know what spin is. This movie, which was made in 2004... Beautifully parodies how spin works yeah. in a simple, you know, few lines of dialogue. We know what it is. Just yeah, that would be my say, my take from it. You can be a bit of a personal anarchist, but don't try and blow anything up. That's all. Yeah. That Please do not try and blow anything up. Yeah, don't do that. On as, your own. As much as you may feel like it. Remember, you can always tell a bomb maker by how many fingers he's missing. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Are we um? Did, were we going to have some weird facts yeah. or something to end the fucked end? up facts? Fucked up facts. Facts, 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 facts. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Here we go. Then hit us with a mic. According to the two thousand and one census, the fourth largest religion in England and Wales was Jedi. Hey. Hey. Well, is that a myth? I'm not sure. It's according a, to the 2001 census, it's a, well, it's a mass trolling by the British. Yeah, it was a mass trolling. Mm, they didn't recognise yeah. it, did they? Yeah, I know, think I put Jedi once. Pretty funny. Me. I've always wrote atheist. Pretty funny, I um, think. Just a stick one in the fucking church. Yeah, go on, Ben. Shank him with the kidneys. Mm. <laughs> Pedophilic Satan worshippers. <laughs> not the lovable sort of Satan, the, the Levian Satanism, but, you know, proper demon fucking... Yeah, wankers. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Switzerland has accidentally invaded Liechtenstein twice. Ooh. In 1992 and 2007. In his response to the second invasion, the spokesperson for Liechtenstein remarked, no problem, these things happen. <laughs> in all fairness, we've invaded uh, Spain um, in the Are last we? five years, yeah. Some guys on Gibraltar were doing an op, you know, coming ashore at night kind of thing, mm. and landed on Spanish soil and continued the exercise. Not oh, really, and it was like, mm. oh wait, obviously the minute they turned on the beach and realised there wasn't fire coming down, they were like, oh wait, hang on, in the wrong place. Yeah. But technically, yeah. we're invading Spain, so I yeah, see, it doesn't really happen in military exercise. Mm. Yeah, it's just like, you get blew a few. You know, sorry about that. Like, sorry, 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 old boy. Sorry, saying you're. Oh. I say the Irish bar is open till 5 a.m. Should we pop in there? <laughs> Bunch of dudes in fucking wetsuits just standing around the bars, necking pints. Oh, well, we really fucked this one up, didn't oh, we, Jeffrey? I say, let's just have a jolly old beer and pack on it. And wait till it all blows. Exactly. Fucked a fact. No <laughs> more? Yeah. yeah. Whale's vaginas can be large enough to walk through. A whale's oh. vagina. Yeah. Uh, big enough to walk through. I know girls from Dory like that. <laughs> we all agree it's a fucking awesome movie. Yeah. Regardless yeah. of what the critics say. 
the user reviews on IMDb. We're going to 8.3. Always go by the user reviews. Yeah, always go by the user reviews. Great quotes. Yeah. Great writing by Alan Moore. Most of the quotes did come from the most memorable quotes in the film. Came from the comic. Good. Uh, He's a bit of a visionary. Great visuals. The Kowski Brothers. Good action. Yeah, good action. Hugo Weaving, I'll give a special shout out to for doing the entire film behind a mask. Great performance. Mm -hmm. Great performance. Good message. Good message. And, uh, and on that, I'll say then, um, don't drink the Kool-Aid. Don't join a cult unless it's Gaz's. Yay. And I've been Ben. I'll say I've been Gaz, free Biff Tannen. And bye. I've been Mike. Let's get this goddamn visual revolution started. <laughs> yeah, man. Good night. Night.